0: Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, fellas, fellas,
1: how are we doing on this fine Saturday night? Caleb, what is up? Bro, I'm ready to get my drink on. Because we're drinking a very good bourbon whiskey today and have a very special guest as well today. So I'm ready. Definitely
0: looking forward to the show tonight. Uh, I've been kind of looking forward to this one for probably like a week. I mean, as always, we have Gio in the house. What's up,
2: guys? What's up? This is definitely a uh, fun interview I'm looking forward to. Took us a while to get it set up, but we made it happen and I'm excited. So I guess we should reveal who we're going to have coming on the show, boys. Who's going to take it?
1: Go for it. I think Caleb's going to do it. All right. So, guys, we already said we're drinking Smoke Wagon today. Got a couple bottles in-house. We got four sent to us from Aaron Chepenek from Smoke Wagon, one of the co-founders and co-owners of the brand. So, we got four different bottles. Uh, going to do four different flights today. And uh, we're going to get a little carried away, get a little wild. Dude, like I said, I've been looking forward to this uh, pretty much
0: all week. Um Great conversation. I've seen him on other podcasts. This dude is like, he's a character in his own, which is, it's pretty cool. I think he's in a mesh well with us tonight, and I think we're going to have a real good time.
2: Yeah, especially with our sense of humor. Um, One thing I'm looking forward to as well, guys, we're also getting into a nice little fun one for the Hearth too. Fresh off the heels of PCA, we got ourselves an unreleased cigar to review on the show.
0: Cannot wait. Uh... What is it, Gio? Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you tell us, bud? We are going
2: to be smoking today. The fresh into regular production, the Big Ten Surrogates Robusto. Uh they actually announced that this was going to be a permanent fixture in the Surrogates lineup at PCA. Dan Welsh was nice enough to hook us up with one, so we could all smoke it on the show. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for the conversation at the show and story behind the Big Ten originally released last year in that special perfecto size with the Britannica that they did with the Cabaguan and the herb. Uh, Now in a traditional Robusto size here, they tweaked this blend a little bit. So they used a lighter wrapper that it was received a lot better. And Dan made sure to tell us about this, that he was, he goes, this is the Britannica was good. He goes, but this is what surrogates is about. And this particular surrogate, was a dedication to the 10 year anniversary. That's why it's called the Big 10. Uh it's going to be the 5 and a quarter by 52 robusto size here. And it's going to be I have to refresh it because it is a mouthful to say what the bi- the wrapper is here. There's an Ecuadorian habano rosado oscuro wrapper. And we've got Nicaraguan binder and filler inside this bad boy and I can't wait to light it up. I believe this is the first surrogate we've smoked officially on the actual Down to Earth main show. Yeah, so,
1: we did uh, the Britannica on an uh before, a while back, going way back in the day. So pre cigar hustler days. Oh, wait yeah, definitely.
0: What uh, what I really liked about the conversation we had with Dan was he actually didn't seem that excited about how the Britannica, you know, came out because I think he said that the wrapper was way too dark.
2: Yeah, he wanted a specific color on it to really uh, bring out the look of the cigar. I didn't see what the packaging looked like on this. I'm assuming it's going to be that traditional surrogate cedar boxes that they usually come in with, like, the crazy design on it, like, in the embossing. But I'm excited to try it. Uh, Tat Mo even was like, yeah, this is a good one. I remember him talking about it specifically, you know, and obviously, you know, Tat. Latelier surrogates. They have a crazy PCA lineup, a lot of big things coming out and, you know, they've got their fans. We're, we're part of that. So I'm excited to put this guy out on the show for us.
0: So again, uh, really good having that conversation with Dan. Um, he's kind of a cool guy, uh, really hooked us up, made sure that we got these to do on the show, which I really appreciated. Um, again, thanks for taking the time and, and, uh, you know, making sure we had these so we could do these.
2: Yeah. Pretty- and I mean, also, for those of you that want to try the difference, you can still find some of the original, like, uh Big Ten releases in that Britannica size. They're getting a little bit harder. Uh I'm sure it would probably be fun to compare the two.
1: You know what? Recently, I smoked one of the Britannicas of the Big Ten. Um, It wasn't as good as the first time we smoked it on the After Herf. Maybe it just sat around, wasn't stored properly. I bought it in a store. But man, that thing cracked on me and it was such an unenjoyable experience compared to the first time I had it. So we'll, well see how this we'll see how this size does. And everything. when we did it on the show, did you did you feel like you liked it a little better? I liked it a lot. It was actually definitely in contention for like a top five of last year when we did it, but um didn't make the top five list. But the second time I smoked it, I, the thing cracked on me. I don't know what it was. Maybe just like it felt dried out. And okay.
2: also to give some stuff here, this is an unreleased cigar, guys. Uh it's going to be retailing at an MSRP of 950 and a box of 20. So retail's at about buck ninety. You know, whatever your state taxes are on top of that. Uh the release date is actually going to be August of 2023. So right around by the time this episode airs, you guys should be seeing these around the corner.
0: As always, we look forward to that. We always like a good tat release.
2: Yeah, I mean, I haven't smoked a lot of surrogates in general. I think I've only really had the satin glove and the original Britannica. Have you smoked uh, other ones, Jer?
0: Of which the sur- of just the surrogates, surrogates line. In um, I have uh, the crystal baller, the crystal the, baller, with the extra the extra yellow cell <laughs> on it. The the satin glove, yeah. uh, the tramp stamp. I think I've done pretty much most of them, but uh. Yeah, I mean, they're all really good, and obviously, you know, Dan Welsh is is making sure that that company's heading in the right direction and continuing
1: to put out quality products along with Pete. Well, got it lit up already. It's smelling good. Um, You know, cold draws, got some nice chocolatey, woodsy smells to it, you know, just wrote that down in my notes.
2: Ooh, look at you getting all Don't know if you
1: guys picked any of that up on a cold draw or anything, but the smell so far, a very pleasant aroma.
2: Caleb fucking taking cold draws these days when before he was like, it tastes like tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when he said that? But uh hey, it tastes like right. tobacco. I'm one of these fucking morons that somehow lost their lighter, so if someone can toss one over to me here.
0: Yeah,
1: I got I got you, buddy. I yeah. got you. I, I forgot where it went after you took the pictures, but
0: Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know what happened.
1: Thanks, guys. It's probably on the
0: floor somewhere. Y- you're welcome. Yeah, that's you're well. Dude, you guys uh you guys excited for this interview or what?
2: Yeah, I mean, so for those who don't know, like, we won't get too into detail. Smoke Wagon is definitely one of these, uh, you know, almost cult-following whiskey brands. They've got a very, very, uh, how would I describe it? Like, I would say, like, in, it would be almost similar to, like, the way TAT fans are. Like, they're very, very supportive of the brand. And these products, you know, again, we appreciate them sending to them to us. Like, I, hell, I've, I've had their uncut, unfiltered, you know, when we when our buddy Jake from Crownheads brought it on the show. And that's been my experience only. I've never had another. So I get to try four different expressions when Aaron's on. So I'm excited for it.
1: Well, I can get into the expressions that he sent us because he was nice enough to send us four four, full bottles. So we have the uh, malted straight rye whiskey. We have uncut the younger, uh, just the regular Smoke Wagon small batch. And then we have the blender select straight rye whiskey as well. So four full bottles from Aaron from Smoke Wagon. Um, I've only had one of the four of these, uh, the small batch, so I know we're in for a real treat and it'll be awesome. I can't wait to get in these. I'm so tempted to start like taking sips out of my cups right now, guys. I got a problem, a drinking problem. You I got know. a fever. I, I know that's,
0: it's, it's kind of strange having, uh, you know, three or four, you know, pours of whiskey in front of you and you're just like, oh man, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> this is exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped, man
2: yeah Definitely. and I figure you know we're gonna have the man himself behind these blends, so we might as well wait for him to tell us what order we should fuck around and find out
1: exactly um Geo, have you had any of these four at all yet, or is no. this the first time
2: i I was just saying I've only had the uncut unfiltered
1: all right, Jerry, How about you? Any of those four in our lineup you had before? I've had the small batch um that's
0: it, but right. I've also had the uncut unfiltered exactly and Oh, there's a different
1: one I've had too. I can't remember what one Just the regular it was. production, the their regular blend that they in and out every day. It's like a $30 bottle. That one? I think so. I'm going to I'm going to guess cuz I think so. That's a that's a one that I'm almost awesome. positive. That's one I that's like a go-to for me sometimes. Just the grab it, it's 30 bucks. Why not just drink and enjoy it? Sure. I mean, the small batch though. I mean, it's pretty affordable too, so. I think I'm going to get this lit up
0: uh compliments to my boy Geo with uh this uh crack lighter he decided to give me
2: (laughs) yeah you know also fuck american airlines they took my good lighter the one i really wanted from pca left me with the one i didn't care if they took
0: what lighter did what lighter did you have that you didn't like
2: so no the one that i did like was like a really nice uh one from lotus okay and had like the nice little punch at the bottom and at work i prefer to punch cigars because we usually have shitty cutters so, I was going to be very happy with that, and sure as shit,
1: you know. I got to start punching more. That's one thing I don't do, a lot of punches. I think I've only done it one time on the show. I should should get back into that, maybe. You know, give it a try. Hmm. I straight cut everything. Got a straight cut. Ooh,
0: not this not. thing. Ooh, good taste. Good taste. I think I'm really going to enjoy this.
2: An escuro wrapper... We haven't done a ton of them on the show, so it, I, I know it stands out. I'm it's
1: very, to... very dark wrapper. Didn't you say Iscuro. like a Rostata or something as well, too? Rosado, Rosado,
2: Rosado, Oscuro. Okay,
1: that's pretty new for us as well, right?
2: Um, I'm sure we've
1: probably done like one obscure one like that.
2: I'm trying to think what else we've smoked. There's definitely been a few. I mean.
1: Have to be one of those like really rare blends that we've done before. Something like probably a little higher end, I'm going to guess maybe a dab it off the other rabbit. If I had there. I don't know. I'm just, it's going along with things.
2: Yeah. And, you know, definitely looking forward to really getting into the meat of this cigar here.
1: The main meat. Always the main meat. (laughs) The main meat. Oh, so the other smoke wagon, that one that we've all had, the $30 one on shelves is the, just the, just the straight bourbon whiskey. So that's a great one as well. Always readily available. Comes in like the, Halloween, the Fourth of July and the Christmas packaging as well, if you guys have ever seen that out oh, on, yeah, yeah, of the Oh yeah, I I actually think that's a, a cool product because oh, they, yeah. they tailor it to whatever whatever's happening. Exactly, yeah. I've seen the Halloween bottles get the little pumpkins on it. Christmas yeah. has like the Christmas tree and then the Fourth of July one they put out is like all red, white, and blue like the flag. So it's also pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I mean now correct me if I'm wrong, like technically smoke wagon is considered allocated, so we have that going with it. I know at key, like typically, what is the bottle of like the regularly quote unquote available? What is it the uncut unfiltered is the most commonly available?
1: No, just the straight bourbon The straight bourbon. Okay. that's, that's the, the one where like you can flagship. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. you could see um you know, on the Fourth of July, they have like the the red, white, and blue bottle Halloween oh, okay. time. they have like the pumpkins. Okay,
2: that's what you guys are um, saying. I think
0: they the have a, a uh, Christmas a Christmas bottle yeah. for
1: sure. I don't think I've seen anything else. They do like a St. Patrick's Day, maybe, maybe. I don't know if I've seen it this year. I can't recall. Yeah, it's won a double gold at San Francisco in 2020. So I mean, hey, for a thirty dollar bottle, I can't say more than that. It's it is a great bottle. That's like an that's like one of those things that could be your everyday purchase. Well, yeah. if you're drinking a bottle of whiskey every day,
2: what what is it that what is a bottle of that run usually for our listeners?
1: Thirty bucks for that.
2: That's good. So it's a, it's very affordably priced. They're not gonna you know be. Totally breaking the bank, and then if you really get into it, you know, you're you know if you hate it, you're not gonna be mad, but if you love it, it's gonna encourage you to want to try some other, you know, more advanced expressions.
1: And hey, these are like New York prices, by the way, so they could be cheaper other states. Like this uh the small batch, about forty-five bucks. Actually, I think it went up to fifty. So I feel like the cigar is not
0: going to get a lot of attention in the next <laughs> hour <laughs> yeah. and a half. So I hate to, you know, dippy back to the to the cigar, but uh, off the rip, man. What are you guys? What are you guys thinking of the you know the taste of this thing?
2: I definitely got a nice spice. Like it. I don't know. It's not harsh. I was not a fan of the Britannica at all. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't one that I got out of bed for. Really? Yeah. But really? I can. Uh, this already I like better. Okay. I don't know if it's the different wrapper that they decided to use, but I am a fan so far of the tasting notes I'm getting. You know, your traditional, that tat lat surrogate, you know, spices that you're getting that aren't very harsh, but this is, should be considered, I'd say, what, a medium to a full body?
1: Yeah, I I would assume that they definitely went full body on this, so. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I like it a lot better than the uh, Britannicas I smoked recently, and uh, so far we're just getting into it.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Vitola that we got going with this bad boy...
1: Could make all the difference, man.
2: Yeah, this is what Dan was talking about, and I really think it makes a huge difference, having that um, different shape bringing out you know the intricacies of the tobacco... And how that binder and filler combine with this lighter wrapper to bring out different
1: flavor and tasting notes. I'm getting some chocolate, a little bit of chocolate spice to it. i was gonna say it's got a woodsy smell to it, a little woodsy taste. Like it just feels like you're out in the woods in like a cold rainy day, and you can kind of taste all that moisture seeping down and all the leaves and the bog and everything around. So we'll see. But it's uh, look at that perfectly constructed, nice stack of dimes right there. So.
2: Yeah, this thing is, they had this thing really, really solid for it here. Then,
1: you, never, you can never trash that on like a uh, surrogates product or like a tatawahe product. They always have like top none construction all the time. Did you say top none? Uh, I don't know, top notch, whatever. <laughs> the fuck's a top none? <laughs> it's top to none. So nobody beats it. You so, mean second
0: to none? So, so listen, listen, listen. <laughs> My wife was t- saying that uh, we should do, like, a compilation video of, like, all the times Caleb fucks up words. Uh, oh, my the- God, you'd get an hour. That's what I'm saying. I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you'd have a plenty Bro, of... do you know
2: how long that would take you to edit? <laughs> you,
0: we'd have to start, like, keeping track of them now. Yeah. Which is kind of like... Well, how many minutes
2: are we in? That'll be the end of year Caleb compilation. 16 minutes. All right. Write it down. Log it.
0: 16 minutes. There's no chance. <laughs> there's no chance I'm going out of my way to do that.
1: We could have a book or just a video of my tisms and isms, all sorts of things. We
0: need a super
2: fan to just edit Caleb's <laughs> fuck ups and just make them on their own.
1: So you see it here. I mean, John is retired now, so maybe he could help us out with that. <laughs>
2: john's gonna fucking start doing our show notes so when he watches on youtube we don't get the weird fucking communist propaganda shit yeah what's up with
1: that so weird i i actually it's so weird yeah i noticed that it's kind of definitely strange i let you guys know because sometimes i watch those videos first thing in the morning when they come out i'm like someone definitely time stamped and edited and put these like weird timestamps. like who the hell is doing that and why
2: people got a lot of weird free time bro
1: can you imagine doing that
2: it's like when Jerry posts the conspiracy theory shit at three in the morning, and all the fucking nut jobs on TikTok—they're like, "This guy's a psychopath."
0: I'm not gonna lie, dude. I definitely take advantage of the time I post well, those.
2: Oh my god, I, I know you do. Like it's fucking. Because what other psycho is gonna be at three in the morning looking up the Titanic conspiracy?
0: Well, listen, I purposely do this. It's it's, a,
1: it's for a reason. I'm I'm looking for a certain person here. Hey, TikTok conspiracies, I mean, that's a fun time right there. You just go dive down the rabbit hole. Dude, are you guys just, like, staring at these glasses right now? Like, fuck. Can we, like, drool in here? Can can I give a sample? Can I wet my beak? Can I wet my whistle? No. Caleb, you want to introduce our guest? We're thankful that you joined us. And for everyone just watching, uh... we are now joined by Aaron Chepanick from Smoke Wagon. So, awesome to have you on. Big fan of uh, your product and everything. That you've been putting out and thank you for the four bottles that you sent us as well. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, she, uh, happy-
0: Your 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 uh, assistant said she was sending some samples. I did oh, not expect four nor- bottles of alcohol.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay is not my assistant. She's way <laughs> way oh, okay. higher I
0: didn't, we, than that.
2: Oh I didn't know her exact title. <laughs> yeah. I apologize.
3: That's I originally hired her as an admin, but uh, you know, we grew so fast. She just kept getting promoted and um uh, she does a great oh, she, job.
2: you know yes, she was very, very prompt an and job. you know we appreciate her, and then I believe it was also Brianna we spoke to as well.
3: Yeah, Brianna' is also uh, awesome. Yeah, uh, we need more, but that's all we have room for right now till we move. Yikes, You're getting big, man, that's a good problem to have. It's awesome. Everything is, is amazing, and I, I can't wait till we move into the new space that's that's pretty exciting.
0: So, again, if you're just tuning in, uh, we're joined by uh, Aaron Chepenick, uh Nevada Distilling Co. Uh, so, what's up, man? How's the day going?
3: Uh, it was pretty fucking crazy.
0: Yeah? So,
3: yeah, we were supposed to, the reason I was late getting on here is we were supposed to start, uh, we were supposed to do uncut, unfiltered, and so all the tanks and everything were prepared for me to go in with samples for uncut, unfiltered, then we found out this morning that the bottles were going to be late. So, you know, uncut is has a lot of six, seven, and eight year in it. And so we had to dump all this four year so I could figure out a blend of straight because that's what we had bottles for. And so instead of that happening this morning, it happened late this afternoon. And, uh, you know, that's how it goes sometimes.
0: Hey, got to adapt. I figured yeah. you would have been smoking a cigar or something, man. What are you in your house? I am in my house. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, man. That's we're uh, obviously. Have you watched the show at all? Have you checked it out before you jumped on? Or are you kind of just hopping on?
3: I'm just hopping on.
0: Perfect, man. I love <laughs> yeah, it. So every episode we uh, we review a different cigar. I obviously know that you're a little bit of a cigar guy yourself. I see most of your yes. posts. Uh, tell me a little about that, man. You you. Like a big, big cigar guy? You like a cigar every day kind of guy, or what?
3: Oh yeah, I mean, no, it's all for pictures because my, um, <laughs> hey, some people are influencers. <laughs> my, my my life insurance policy. I'm not a cigar smoker. Ah yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'll show. I'll show. Uh, I love a man. I uh, it, you know it, it's really it's psychological for me. Like there'll be times where. I, um, Lately, you know, every morning because it's nice and cool, and it's, it's, uh, I've just been trying to spend as much time outside as I can. And so I, uh, I like to sit outside with a nice cigar and my coffee. Just kind of, I'll take a picture for the gram. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, for sure. Uh, oh, well, we, for we sure. The
1: phone in the house, you know, so <laughs> I can kind of tune out. Hey, man, you got one of the most exciting Instagrams out there. I mean, I heard people talk <laughs> about it in other interviews you've done. I just want to say, I kind of wish you were my cool drunkle growing up. It'd be <laughs> awesome to have, uh, you know, shoot some guns with you, ride motorcycles, and cruise oh. around in classic cars. I mean, you do it all. You're like a modern-day cowboy.
3: I, I love all that shit. You know, <laughs> you just, I've always been like that, except, except the cigars. I'd say the cigars are only in the past decade. But, um, but yeah, everything else. Well, actually, though, no, when I, when I lived in California, there weren't as many guns.
2: Mm. Yeah, well, you know, California doesn't like those. No. Now, you, you get some fun shit in Nevada. You can get, like, Oh, some, yeah,
0: you get everything.
2: Yeah, them full autos. I saw the whole range there.
3: Huh. <sighs> yeah, I don't have the money for that yet.
0: Dude, didn't day. you just find a gun yesterday that you didn't know you bought? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, come on, you don't have the money for that.
3: Dude, full autos now? Like, there was a time when you could buy a Mac 10s for, pre band Mac 10s for, like, 1500 and even those are seven grand now.
1: Yeah, you got. I, don't you got to get a special uh, license for that too, right? And they got to be a well, pre like an '80s kind of automatic weapon. No, the yeah, Mat 10 is be, crazy though, Caleb. Like it, ha-
3: it has to be pre May
1: 1989. Okay, yeah. There's some law by Ronald Reagan, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you you got uh, some guys here that like guns, so there's definitely mm-hmm. we can appreciate that here. I don't know if you know our background, but you know we're local police officers here in Buffalo. Oh, so. cool. You know, we 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 like uh, having fun with those toys.
3: I love them, man. They're yeah. so fun.
2: What what's your go to carry?
3: Uh, oh, like EDC. Yeah. Um, the well, I used to be a Sig P three sixty five XL in the summer, but I just got a three sixty five uh, Mac. Uh, no, uh, Specter Comp. Ooh. That thing, that
0: comp works. i was gonna say that thing's got it, some bang, man. It's stable. Yeah.
3: Here's how I don't you... think I'd want to shoot it in a vehicle, because like <laughs> when I was zeroing it in, the concussion like from the gas coming out the top, like hitting branches where I was, like coming back in my face was like ah. So I don't, I don't know if like I want to be shooting that through a windshield or, or you know, but uh yeah, that that probably wouldn't be fun. Cool. That would
2: be you know, nice little kickback of some glass shards or some shit like that.
0: so aaron we're glad you're on man we got four bottles of whiskey here that we wanted to sample a little bit i'm pretty sure the three of us are gonna get pretty fucked up tonight i'm looking forward to it (laughs) i can't wait uh been looking forward to this for the last few nights so i i got a newborn baby in the house so my wife's like go have fun and um, now i'm about to absolutely just get annihilated so let's get into that man uh what should we start with are you familiar with what was sent
3: i was you know it was on the calendar i just looked at it but uh
0: so you know, we, why, don't you, why don't you tell me? We got the small batch. Okay. We have the uncut the younger. We yep. have the new malted, and we have the straight rye, the batch 1A. The blender select? The blender,
3: the blender yeah, select. The blender select. Yep. Oh, yep. man. Okay. Where well, <laughs> oh, you, you got we 1A, too? Yeah. She took that out of my personal stash.
2: Oh,
3: <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. And you that. called her an assistant? God damn. <laughs> uh, let's start with uncut the younger. All right. All right. All right. Was it, it, it's higher in proof than small batch, but because it's young, it's not going to have any oak. And so it's going to be very soft and delicate. At least, hopefully. Okay. I mean, you might try it and say, I'm full of
1: shit. It's right. terrible. But, what you know. What is the proof on this as well? And it always varies. Okay. So I, don't I don't have the, the bottle, bottle in front of me. Yeah.
2: I think it was like 55 or some shit 56.
0: like that. 56.7. That was close. Yeah. So. Yeah, Yeah. I'm so. I feel like I have so many blending questions. Like, how do you how do you even come up with a blend? Like, uh, look, I'm uh, we drink whiskey. I don't know shit about making whiskey, so I'm sure that's most of us out here. We're just consumers, and and you're the guy that does the work to to put the product out for us. You know, Uh, like I Uh, I I know you don't like to call yourself a distiller. You're not a distiller. You're a blender. Um,
3: yeah. So the The blending the, the thing that like where where I you know that I talk about a lot is that it's not like mixology and it's not like baking a cake. You're not for the most part, you're not taking all these flavors that you want to combine and taste them all at once. It's more like a science experience uh, experiment where you're taking all these things that might not necessarily taste good mm-hmm. <laughs> on their own. And when you blend them all together, it creates a chemical reaction and, and it changes it. And, and you want to create new flavors that didn't exist. And sometimes it's simple. Sometimes you have one thing that's over-oaked and another one that's like too young, and you just blend them together and they cancel each other out. But other times there, there's something mercurial that I still don't understand. Like during the, the, the winter time was really hard. Because it was very cold and humid here. And so uh, nothing really happened when the barrels came here like they normally do. And in Indiana, it was very cold. And so everything contracts. And it sucks all the... I talk with my hands so much, I keep hitting the mic. It's okay, I'm Italian, I have the
0: same problem. Yeah, right, Gio has
1: that problem too, he's Italian. (laughs) Hey, that's what Cuomo said, so be careful about that. No, 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 Uh, no, no, no. he
2: said, you know, I'm not perverted, I'm Italian. Huge difference (laughs) rather than, you know, talking about just talking with your hands. here.
3: Um, He talked with his gropes. (laughs) Yeah, right. And so, it sucks all the tannins and everything out of the wood when it contracts. And there was times where I was making these calculated decisions thinking that, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and it's going to change it a certain way, and it wouldn't happen. And it was very fr- frustrating and affected me emotionally. And then finally, I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to take this one that's the worst, that I keep knocking down in percentage, hoping that it gets better. I've heard you I'm refer to it, it as up. the shit, right? Yeah. I'm just and, and you know, usually, I, I when I change these blends, I change them in increments of, um, you know, two or three percent. But like, I, there was a couple times where, I'm like, fine, I'm just going to take this really bad one and bump it up like 20 percent, and it just changed everything and made it all beautiful.
1: So, the different percentages on that, how do you how do you change that and the different uh proof levels? Well, the proof,
3: uh, so, so do you mean like cast strength proof or
1: yeah, or any way how you do it with your blending? I know you got like the what's the little tester thing, so you test the proof. But how? Like, oh, the hydrometer. Yeah, but besides uh, with blending, how does the proof change? Does that come with age and how it's stored and where yes. it is? And okay.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. So so each barrel oh. is going to vary in proof depending on its floor, um, the age. Traditionally in Indiana. Uh, because it's so humid that it'll lose proof over time. But sometimes there's surprises, like I'll pull stuff off a high floor that I'm going to expect to be really high in proof, but it's actually low. But yeah, it's, it, it all just varies. But that's part of the chemical reaction. Cause when you take all these barrels with different proofs and blend them together, they create a chemical reaction that produces heat and that the end result is what changes the the flavor profile
2: well i mean that's really really interesting i mean i hope one of the next things we get is like a little smoke wagon cigar cut uh
3: well so the thing you mean like a cigar blend yeah a blend yeah well i kind of feel like they all are (laughs) yeah
2: yeah. that's fair (laughs) like
0: you're talking to a cigar guy man this guy's a you you know uh, a self-dubbed instagram aficionado here (laughs) i used to
3: joke that uh you know, I I actually had to learn about cigars because I used to just joke that I would go see my guy Jason at Cigar Box. He knew my palate, and uh, and I would just come back with bands in my hand, and be like I will like these cigars. And then people started asking me what I liked, and so I just start remembering what I was smoking and paying attention to what kind of wrappers they had and all, and what kind of binder and filler, and actually learning something.
0: So, aside from like weather and all that, what are like the biggest challenges you have when you're creating a new blend? Obviously, I know the portfolio is getting a little bigger with uh, with Smokewagon, but you know what kind of other challenges aside from weather and you know the the Rick Houses in Indiana? Because you're you guys, do you guys still use MGP or? Oh yeah, okay, yeah,
3: we're we're their biggest customer outside of like Diageo, uh, Pernod, and I think you know yeah. Dickel still uses them, and even even Sazerac, you know.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, they also just bought back Penelope, so like basically, they using their own. They bought the company that uses their own stuff.
3: Yeah, i i I don't necessarily understand that deal, but it's cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, just a touchback. What other challenges aside from the the weather do you guys have when you're making a new blend?
3: Well, that's a lot to do with it, you know. Now with regular, uncut, unfiltered, it doesn't matter because I'll just let it change through the seasons. Mm-hmm. And so I, there's no there's no consistency. so and it kind of coincides with what I'm in the mood for because if I'm outside smoking a cigar at night by my fire pit and it's cold, I want a really big bourbon, yeah, so that when that okay. the juice gets cold, it still has a lot of flavor and complexity and everything. And, and then conversely, in the summertime, I want fruity, nice fruity yum yum treats. Yeah. (laughs) There's enough external (laughs) stimulation bombarding me (laughs) with the sun and the heat and everything. I like, I want, you know, I don't want a big, big bourbon in the summer. I want spice.
0: I feel like you're a true Vegas story, man. I mean, you you move out to Las Vegas, you decide to start a uh, a whiskey company. I mean, who does that, man? You're in the (laughs) desert. Like, how does that even get started?
3: Oh, what the you know, so I came out here to open the bar, the Griffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. And, and that bar totally changed this town. There was nothing like it. Um, there was nothing for locals. There was nothing that was just like a regular neighborhood bar. Everything was either very modern and flashy, or just kind of, you know, like PTs and everything. Where it's just like, oh, here's some machines and you know, clean drinking environment. Nothing had any character sure and uh i just fell in love with the town
0: in the desert being a bar owner is a gamble man i mean every other week you see like 50 you know 50 what every year you see like 50 bars on bar rescue fucking john (laughs) taffers running in every fucking bar you know it's just that that's a gamble so i feel like you got out i don't know if you guys went out of business or you just closed or decided to walk away there you go man so you at least made the right decision in that aspect got the exit yeah.
1: At least you weren't well, on bar rescue too cuz that wouldn't be too good. Yeah. Oh man,
3: they used to send us stuff all the time. No. Especially the bar in Vegas and we're like, "Oh, this bar is very successful. <laughs> we don't need to be rescued. Thank you." Yeah, that's weird. But, I
2: I've seen just to touch on that. I've seen rumors like they'll just pick any bars so that they can try and use it to
3: generate views. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, they would just send stuff and be like, "Hey, you want to be on the show?" and we're like,
0: "No." Do you think your ego if you if you have a big giant ego, do you think your ego could handle some man just screaming in your face telling you how shitty you are? Cuz I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's so controversial every episode. Like he's just well, screaming at everybody, you're doing this wrong and blah blah. Like it's n- crazy. Nobody
3: nobody was screaming, but everything that I did that made the bourbon successful, I had people telling me I was an idiot. <laughs> Same with the
0: bar. Yeah, but you know? I mean that that came full circle, right? I mean, you just kind of you had the opportunity to say, "Yeah, look what I did." I mean, because obviously, smoke wagon, we're here in New York. We have a lot of it. So, I right. mean, you could go to almost every liquor store here. You could find one of the you know expressions somewhere. Right. You know, it's it's not super allocated. I
1: feel like most, maybe it is allocated. Is it allocated, Caleb? You work at a liquor store. Well, so I had a question for you. I heard it that you sure. said it on another show. Or some, they might ask the question: Do a lot of these new states that you go into, do they do like a one case allocation? Um, Especially when you're when you're trying to expand into states that you haven't been in yet, because I don't well, really for, know how that works sometimes.
3: For for the most part, I've been trying to take care of the states I'm in before we move on, because you know, like being a one case. And by the way, that's a that that really is an expression where you're like, okay, you're a one case allocated brand. Everybody gets a case. Everything's very limited. Everything's very hard to get. And I wanted to move away from that and become a real brand. And so now we're working on programming with states where we can do big volume drops with what you're drinking now, uncut the younger, to get that price below forty. You know, to have a a thirty nine ninety nine cast strength bourbon is pretty unique, and and I think that's a market that is growing. <laughs> How I, the economy is going? I, you know, I, appre- well.
1: I appreciate that, especially yeah. being from New York and the taxes that we have. I appreciate yeah. when you can find a nice bourbon that's under that uh, fifty dollar mark. And um, yeah. I know you gave us the uncut, the younger. Right now, I could barely put this down. It's so good. like it's got that it's sweet, amazing. like almost candied apple taste, a uh, little bit of spice to it. It's yeah. perfect for a day like today. It's actually paired with the cigar very well, but even your regular uh, straight bourbon whiskey that you put out, the like uh, it's thirty bucks in New York I yeah, can't, I, I love price. that one that was I saw it in my store uh, for the first time, maybe like last fall. I drank it in a weekend. I went back the next day to grab the small batch. I brought it to Jerry here, and I was like, dude, we got to try Smoke Wagon. It's awesome. I love it. I think this is like 45 to $50. like you can't beat yeah. it for the price.
3: And, that, and that's all very important to me, um, you know, because I always wanted to connect with drinkers and, and have a real following. Uh, you know, when people like when I stopped doing barrel picks, everybody, oh, again, everybody's like, you're an idiot. Barrel picks major. <laughs> now your brand is dead and. And I was like, you know, I just want to focus on the core stuff and and really connect with people and, uh, and become real and get through the sort of curtain of hype, I would always call it, you know? And uh, so first with straight, when I did straight, everybody was like, what are you doing? You should be doing something finished in Madeira, honey casks and... I was like, I hate all that shit. Definitely not <laughs> the Madeira. Us too. So <laughs> Definitely like, not the
0: Madeira. We actually did a barrel pick, and one of the selections were like a Madeira cast finish. It was horrible. It was uh, absolutely like bourbon, man. horrible. It was terrible. So I, I get you I like on the, that experience.
3: Yeah, I like the way bourbon tastes. You know. Yeah. And so I, I was like, honestly, I feel like everything's getting too weird, too expensive. I just want to do an affordable daily sipper. And I even came to my business partner because I was looking at these uh, inventory we had that was on the sixth floor that was going to turn four years old. And back then, I didn't know what I I know now about blending and everything. So I didn't realize I could create a flavor profile with just four-year-old. But I was like, okay, we've got the six-year stuff. It should be good at four years old. We need to figure out packaging that costs $1.99. All in so that this can be, um, you know, the 30, 32 bucks. And he was like, he was like, why? I was like, I can't explain it, man. I just, it's a feeling. Well,
2: yeah, Aaron, I genuinely appreciate that because there's way too much in the, between the cigar industry, the whiskey industry that is geared towards this, you know, super premium that is just like yeah, I'm just going to take a picture and put it on Instagram. Look at me. I'm drinking this, you know, $100 glass shit at a yeah. bar. And I appreciate the fact that you're making products designed for the everyman who can't afford to go spend $100 on a glass, but gets to actually appreciate a high quality product at well, yeah. a price point from 30 to, you know, $100, depending
3: on the occasion. Yeah, and it's, it's not scotch. Bourbon does not have to be expensive to be good. You can, it's aging, you know, our stuff's aging number four char, aging environment where it gets, it can get really hot and really cold. Cause I have stuff on the high floors and, um, I can figure out how to blend it so it tastes good, you know, but you, I'm sure you guys see it with cigars. Like I'll be smoking a cigar and somebody asks me, "Oh, how much is that cigar?" I'm like, "I don't know, dude, like 12 bucks or whatever." Like, I only smoke cigars that cost $40. I got
0: so far away <laughs> from the $40 cigar game. Yeah. There are these craft boutique blends and you know a few of them. I see you smoking Foundation all the time. Yeah. Uh I mean, you're you're getting a $14, 15 cigar. Uh, it's an absolute amazing experience when you smoke oh, these yeah. cigars. Uh the, the the tasting notes on them are unbelievable. The construction's unbelievable. Nick Malello knows exactly what he's doing. He's now partnered up doing stuff with Joe Rogan. And that cigar is like between twelve and fifteen dollars. You don't have to smoke yeah. Arturo Fuente. You don't have to smoke the padrones or you know, all these crazy, crazy household names in the cigar world. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there for the everyday man, and I know Geo touched on that. The same way with bourbon, which is why we appreciate Smoke Wagon, you know, uh, being so readily available here, especially in New York. Obviously, I, I touched on the fact that you can get it almost at any liquor store right now, and the availability for you know whatever price point you're you're looking for is there for us. So, I mean, that's a really cool achievement, especially in a you know an era in bourbon where. You know, you, you walk in a store and some guys laugh at you when you ask for certain shit. It's it's right. unbelievable. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, there's nothing more annoying to me than the super pompous... Whiskey drinker? Yeah. <laughs> it's even in cigars. Like, I hate the people that are like, oh, yeah, well, this is a $50 cigar. I'm like, yeah, but my, like, $12 one's better. And it didn't yeah. cost me... I, I got five... <laughs>
3: Yeah. Or, or the thing, somebody's like, "What are you smoking?" And I tell them, they're like, "Oh, let me send you some real cigars." Ah, I'm like, "Okay, oh, yeah, man. this is not a real one. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I love it. I enjoy it, but you
0: know, <laughs> fuck me, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> when you do dabble in cigars, you said there's a, a shop called Cigar Box. You, you go mm-hmm. to. Uh, what do you, what do you typically like to smoke? Mm, mean like,
3: like brands or yeah brands what kind of yeah uh right now man it's uh black label trading company sure james brown is crushing it uh he he hasn't done anything i don't like um foundation still some the the tatawahe's a couple of the tatawahe i still like that's what we're smoking
0: Uh, right now an unreleased tatawahe yeah uh what is it the um the
3: oh man i just had one last night What's the band look
2: like? Oh, the Trump- oh, oh, you got a good one. one. Yeah. 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 Did you have the yeah.
0: Lancero or did you have the Robusto? Last night I had the Robusto. Yeah, well, that the thing's way awesome, dude. That's like a ten dollars cigar. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. That's like ten bucks, bro. I can't believe you enjoyed it. What, oh, what's wrong I with you? Smoked five of them at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would be fifty bucks. Yeah, right. Great cigar. For Great the record, blender. if yeah. you
2: actually age a couple of those, they age phenomenally. I have about ten of them put away. That like after that year it really really like comes out like big tromfador. Oh fan. okay, yeah. Just a cool. if you know you want to sit on something you know for a little bit, you'll enjoy that later down the line.
0: You got a nice humidor wow. that you store stuff in.
3: Yeah, I have a cabinet. Cool. I had I had, had like so many humidor's. I was like, this is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I should just buy a cabinet. Well,
2: you, so- you sound like Jerry. He's got like six <laughs> cabinets though. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got probably like forty five hundred cigars or something crazy like that. I-
3: I could have that many, but it, it's funny. I get pissed off at brands, and then I realize
0: I don't smoke them.
2: <laughs> That's only happened once to us. <laughs>
0: yeah, Did it? We, we won't yeah, say.
2: Uh, I, we don't I, like. I, you know,
0: just because we are such a cigar heavy show,
3: I, I don't. I want, shouldn't say either, but there there was one brand I really liked, and uh, the per- personality behind the brand I just couldn't get behind.
1: I have to so, message us uh, on the Instagram the GMs, let us know that. The <laughs> personality
0: behind the brand. Hmm. Yeah.
2: I I have a few ideas. So, I
0: feel like I know who it is, and right. <laughs> I I'm not even going to say it.
2: But we were so like just recently. So we were just in Vegas, like you know, two weeks ago. Me and Jerry, we were at the big cigar show PCA over at the Venetian. Oh yeah, yeah. So we got to meet a lot of people, and we were there like, uh, we met all the people from Tap Foundation. Like, uh, it was just an experience there. Vegas in itself is just a Ridiculous town. I think me and Jerry were the only people uh, to hot go to that
3: when v- you were here. Man,
0: 105 man. degrees every day. We that were ain't there. shit. Yeah, look at this. It like this ain't nothing.
1: <laughs> we're like, out in the desert. It's yeah. even hotter. No, yeah. it, it actually. Is desert?
0: It's it's not as bad as you think though. There's no it feels hot. There's no humidity. Though. It's just hot. So like here, no, in I Buffalo, have to go here in Buffalo. It, it, it's like 90. percent only percent Humidity when it's, it's like 114. Uh, that's that's what happened last year. In July, yeah. it was like 115 degrees or something. The one day, I was like, "This it, it, is because crazy." Because it's all, it's all about
3: the. Oh, sorry. No, you good? I was just. It's all about the lows, right? So when it's like 114, the low is going to be 88, 89. But when it's like 104, 105, it gets down to 72, 75. And so you wake up in the morning, and it's beautiful. And yeah, oh, I love it here. And then you know, by <laughs> noon, the ball of doom, you're like, ah. But when I it's mean, 114, every second you go outside, you're like, ah.
2: Like, I do well with warm here. Like, this Buffalo cold ain't for me. Like, you know, uh, while I am Italian, I'm also half Puerto Rican. So, like, I'm tropical by nature here. Like, <laughs> you know. And Vegas, I was like, this isn't so bad.
3: <laughs> you had ah, set. the
0: low is 77. <laughs> Speaking my language. I-
3: I've lived everywhere. I love it more than any place I've ever lived.
0: What made you want to move to Las Vegas, though?
3: Uh, so it was... the. the, the How long you have know, you been there? Whew. 18 years. Oh, damn. was a decades.
0: Par- awesome time back then. Party animal, huh? Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs>
3: <laughs> when My I man. opened the bar in 2000 and... Uh, seven it's like there still were no smartphones really or anything everything was wild
0: so i heard you talk i i I watched you on uh oh the oil oil and whiskey whiskey, dude and and just like your whole stance on like the smartphones and like pretty much killing the party scene i mean it really resonated with me because like you're absolutely spot on i mean you can't do anything without being on tape so I feel like people are so afraid to go and really just let loose and get a little crazy once in a while.
3: A hundred percent. And I think it also stunted everybody socially because, you know, if you wanted to have sex, you had to talk to somebody like you had to like maybe be funny or like or or charming or, or, or have something going on. Yeah. Some ability to interact. Now it's like beep boop swipey swipe yep you know?
1: swipe yeah. on tinder and and there you go man come you're over, on, you're come, over yeah. come over on netflix and chill you know well we were talking
2: yeah. about this like in high school like we we got the, the that shit started like by the time we were graduating college yeah. yeah i was like dude could you imagine having that in high school where like that was the, the most awkward part was the original like thinking you might get rejected off the first five minutes of
0: conversation you don't even have to fear it yeah. you dude, already know you oh imagine... sweet she's into me <laughs> or could
3: you imagine getting rejected and you were like texting or whatever, and she takes screenshots of your texts. Oh, and, like, that's another uh, close thing. You get put on blast. Oh yeah, it'd be yeah. worse
1: back then, growing up. Yeah, it'd be a lot worse. It's horrible. Um, I mean, I've never had that
3: happen to me as an adult. But even when, like texting, like I'd fuck it up before the date. There was too much <laughs> communication. It used to be like, "Hey, you want to go out sometime? Yeah, when? Like, how about Saturday? All right, seven, I'll pick you up." And you don't talk or fucking anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should, like... You go pick them up, and that's when you start talking. Is on the date. Yeah, you might get
2: a corded phone call where you had to be careful. Yeah. because someone else. Yeah, might you gotta pick leave up. a
3: voice message. All nervous. Oh, <laughs> uh, hello. Uh, I was calling. Met you the other night. Uh, I
2: really think you're special. Yeah, yeah. Sounds so- like Caleb.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Caleb still does that. <laughs> Never had a problem with the ladies, my guys. Look who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. If right. I was back right. in oh. Vegas with Aaron back in the day, we would have raked it in. Raking it in, raking it Damn. in. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. But I, I feel like, like, like you, like you
0: touched on. I, I, I just the the whole cell phone thing, man. Like, when was the last time you really went somewhere and you saw somebody getting real crazy? No, because there's fucking four phones recording everything they do. No. And do you think that that has anything to do with how cancel culture is now, like in the fear of like losing your job or just like being completely embarrassed? Oh, sure. I, yeah. I mean, they cancel you for nothing now. Yeah. We run a fucking show about cigars and whiskey. I mean, we get fucking, you know, shadow banned on everything all the fucking time. If it wasn't for, like, the great audience we have, who the fuck knows where the hell we'd be?
3: Well, yeah. Look, if if I go to uh, my personal Instagram account and I hit gifts and, and uh, you know, and then goes to monetization... And it says, these are your posts that violated our mon- monetization policy. And it's everyone where I'm <laughs> smoking a cigar.
0: The the tobacco is the big one. Um, I yeah. feel like we don't have any whiskey issues. Uh, we do drink a lot of spirits and, and you know, whiskeys on the show. It, yeah. But the t- uh, tobacco, no, man.
3: I mean, I haven't looked at the smoke wagon because I don't try to monetize anything ever but i used to just for exposure but anytime i would drink it would it would uh, violate monetization policies and i'd get so buried that i was like you know what it's worth just having mediocre uh, exposure all the time <laughs> instead of like just getting buried yeah you getting like a hundred views on something for an account that has forty thousand yeah. followers you know
2: well what's crazy is like so even when we were at pca a guy who does marketing for a big company told us like yo you, you don't want to get too big because then they're just gonna block your shit
0: right and so like if the show were to blow up on youtube because we're smoking cigars and drinking whiskey the whole time they would just fucking block all of your episodes so you'd have to go to like an alternative uh you know, platform like Rumble or something like that.
3: So you can't even do cigars on YouTube?
0: You can. It's just like we're, we don't have a million subscribers. So like once it starts getting pushed out there more and the show grows, we're only a year and a half old. So, you know, once, once we get to that, you know, big point in the industry, they're going to start saying, yeah, we're not going to push this out. Too many people see this and we don't want, we don't want you advertising that kind of behavior.
3: That's
2: it's so very weird. very odd.
1: It is. It's strange. It's like also,
2: tobacco's yeah. that like that T word is bad.
1: <laughs> it's also very fun behavior. So I feel like more people should dabble in what we do. <laughs>
0: well, I feel like the best conversations we have are over a cigar. Like if if we weren't yeah. smoking a cigar and drinking a you know smoke wagon tonight, we never even would have reached out to you, right? So I yeah. mean, like you get to meet all these amazing people from all oh. different backgrounds all the time. It's it's an well, awesome that, experience. That's what
3: happens when I when I do dinners. You know, I'll host a smoke wagon dinner, and all these people that live in an area who've never met each other before are all there for the dinner, enjoying bourbon and delicious food. And then all of a sudden they become friends, you know, and all these people meet each other for the first time.
0: Yeah, I don't know. What do you like to eat with bourbon if you're having a dinner? Steak or something? Steak. Yeah. Oh, he's a steak guy. Yeah, (laughs) that's easy.
2: He's in Vegas, bro. The amount, like the great. I
3: I like. I like game too. You know, I like elk and venison. and
1: Oh, hell yeah. 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 Elk, elk burgers. Oh, I love elk burgers.
3: Oh. Yeah. Well, some, you know, elk, there is no like middle of the road elk that's either very good <laughs> <laughs> or like, ah. That fucker got chased around
1: everywhere for three months before it got killed. Temperamental meat. You can meat, taste for sure. the fear. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Aaron, I got a question for you. We just sure. finished Uncut the Younger. So what should we do yes. next? Because that was great, but you know, I always say I got a drinking problem, and my problem is I need another one now.
3: Uh <laughs> so so let's do small batch next.
1: All right. Um, which, perfect.
3: Small batch is the other Glen Karen.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So right. uh cheers fellas and uh thank you again, Aaron.
3: Cheers. You bet. This is where it all began vetch was the
1: first. Is this the one that um, that you should that you say enjoy neat or with a cube? Uh, yeah, I, I drink that one on the rocks in
3: the summertime all the time, outside in my insulated mug. <laughs>
2: got, the is... yet, got the Yeti. <laughs> this
3: yeah. is very when tasty. it's a hundred and when I'm in the pool, neck deep in the pool, and it's a hundred and ten. I don't want.
0: <laughs> I don't want cast strength. So I have a I have a question about this small batch. I have this bottle here that I've had for two years. It's from August of 21. I'm just going to pull it okay. out. Okay. What is the difference between this one and the black one? Oh, uh, so amber glass
3: is only made twice a year. Okay. So you have to plan how much you're going to use in a six-month period. And uh, I thought I knew where we were when i ordered our six months worth of glass and then i blew that guy up for selling the band bottle uh on secondary i don't know if you remember
0: that so i somebody told me that the white label on this is actually a little rarer than the the white i don't know how true that is but
3: oh yeah so yeah Uh we only i mean if you read the back of it it'll tell you we only did it for two months
1: yeah yeah, because uh, yeah. we were comparing the that bottle to this black one, and the the back of the label is uh, it's definitely different. The front's the same, but the back is totally different description. Yeah, so
3: the, it, it describes that we ran out of amber glass, and uh, so we we tried to shop around our molds to other glass plants in Italy, but it would take too long. So I said, hey, if they do clear glass all year long, let's just see if we can get into the clear glass campaign. And I remember the guy from the uh uh the company we used to coordinate all this he's like aren't people gonna care that it's in clear glass and I was like oh yeah
0: dude they're gonna fucking care they're gonna lose their shit <laughs> Oh yeah they're I didn't I didn't realize somethings- that that is, it's a clear bottle oh. yeah. you're right yeah that is the difference I didn't realize that right. there, maybe again I'm I'm kind of stupid sometimes but yeah I didn't realize that bottle was actually clear that
1: is the that is the clear dis- yeah, the difference. distinctive dis- yeah. difference so you bring up the amber uh glass I uh, I wanted to know why do you guys do that is it a specific uh view that you had in mind when you're coming up with like the brand and the bottling or is it yeah. just better to hold the the liquor in
3: Well in in the late 1800s they thought it was better and so all the high end bourbon came in amber bottles nope. And since I wanted it to look like real Old West, I, I chose Amber.
1: Oh, that's dope. And, and definitely touching on the Old West. So your whole brand touches on the Old West. Um, I just want to touch on the name. So a lot of people probably don't know what uh, Smoke Wagon actually is. Can you explain that for just our regular everyday viewers?
3: Oh, sure. So it's Old West slang for the Colt Single Action Army Revolver, the gun that won the West. And so we started with the vodka, which is called Silver Dollar. Like, I designed the bottle and everything specifically for that. And so uh, that was the currency of the Old West. And when it came time to do the bourbon, I knew I wanted to have an Old West theme. And I remember uh, I was, like, going through this dictionary of Old West slang, and it was, like, family disturbance or coffin varnish and all this <laughs> stuff for alcohol. And I was like, I don't think that's going to work. And I was like, I really want it to be guns because I had the logo pictured in my head. <laughs> and uh, just most of them were too obvious. But I thought Smoke Wagon, I don't know. I just liked the way it sounded. And I was worried it might be a little obscure. But my when I went down the list of ideas with my business partner and when I got to Smoke Wagon, he was like, hey, what do you think of Smoke Wagon? I was like, honestly, it's like my favorite. And then he recited the line from Tombstone. And I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe it's not as obscure as I thought. Oh. So, funny
2: story. So, Jerry used to have the mustache that, like, Doc Holliday and uh, Val Kilmer had in Tombstone. Oh,
0: right on. Oh, Rocky. They fucking loved it. They, they were like, dude, you need to keep that fucking mustache. My wife's like, get rid of that fucking mustache. It's fucking horrible. I had the twist. I was doing the wax, everything. It, like it was, it was crazy. It, it looked crazy.
2: I was just waiting for him, like Johnny Ringo, just couldn't handle it.
0: But no, that's cool. Do you design all the bottles, or does yeah. your, do you and your partner agree on all that stuff? Uh, I mean, I design everything.
3: Um, like the, uh, I don't have a vodka bottle nearby, but like so the the smoke wagon bottle. That bottle I actually had to design because. I wanted that shape and I wanted the coin, the silver dollar coin to go in the front of it. And they told me you couldn't do that. It would be a contact point on the assembly line and I should do a flat bottle. And I was like, I'm not doing a flat bottle. Uh, I don't like them. They take up too much space and every this fits in the speed rail. It fits on the back bar. And I think that'll translate to being a good, footprint in a liquor store. So I actually had to build the bottle on a 3d program to show them if I recess the coin a certain amount and put those bumpers above and below the label that sticks out of the glass, it would stop anything from being a contact point except for glass on the assembly line. And so the silver dollar vodka bottle was the first bottle that had a round front with a piece of metal stuck into it.
1: Is that actually a real silver dollar? No, it's okay, a, it's a <laughs> copy. I was gonna say because if it was real, it probably like what does that vodka sell for around like uh, twenty bucks, right? I thought I saw in some stores. Yeah. I was no, gonna say if bucks. it was if it was real, that coin might cost more than the bottle nowadays. No, it,
3: it's it's funny because it all worked out. Like because we put the batch stickers and everything on uncut. That originally was all going to be desert sage. And we removed that for the vodka so that because it says copy on the back of the coin, and we wanted to make sure it was eligible, uh, not <laughs> eligible, legible,
1: <laughs> so that nobody would sue us thinking it was a real coin. Okay. Yeah, that was definitely something I saw about the vodka and I wanted to ask you. Um, another thing I wanted to ask is um, talking about the bottle and the label and all, I think it's awesome. You got, like I said, you got the two. The Colts on there. You got the state of Nevada on there. And Can you tell me a little bit more about uh, the motto on there? I'm not even going to say it because it's in Latin. But uh, can oh, you, sure. you want to explain that for our viewers and just Jerry and Gio as well?
3: Yeah, it's uh, Bibamus Morandum S. It's a Seneca the Elder Toast. And when I was designing the label, my business partner, Jonathan, like I was just trying to come up with stuff. And he was like, I have the perfect one. When I was in law school, one of my professors would do this toast and it means let us drink for we must die you know so enjoy today cuz we're not going to be around forever and uh it was funny cuz one of the bottle i had a specialist from the TTB wouldn't approve the rare and limited label because he said it was false advertising cuz i was saying that you had to drink or you're going to die
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean
2: everybody's a <clears throat>
0: Oh, well, I mean,
1: back in the day, I don't I mean, think I could get through. Uh, I don't think I could get through life without good spirits. <laughs> well, back in the day, I mean, I guess it was kind of safer to drink wine or alcohol as opposed to water, unless you had a really yeah. good spring or a good source. So it makes yeah. sense. I like but it. Yeah, but I like
3: it. That's how we live our lives, man. You know, a little momentum. Enjoy.
1: It ain't gonna be around forever. You're telling me. That's why I can't have this collection like Jerry has back here. Anytime I get a bottle, it's gone. I just drink it. Gone on a weekend. I'd love to save them, but I got my habits and my spoils. What do you think um, of guys like me
0: that that do collect bottles? Are you do you yeah, have a do you yeah. have a good whiskey collection?
3: Oh sure, I mean it's all my stuff. But. Sure,
0: uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I get that. I
3: mean, whatever, man, it's cool. You know, it doesn't go bad uh, as long as you. I mean, here it, it's easy because it's so dry that it's always trying to evaporate and it keeps the corks wet. But um. You know, I have stuff that I, I don't want to polish and I go back and try it on special occasions or whatever. Cool. I mean...
0: So I have a quick question for you, Aaron. What makes Smoke Wagon different from other MGP products, aside from how much of a boom you've seen in the last few years?
3: I'd say the flavor profile sure. that I achieve through blending. And then also aging here in Las Vegas. But, I mean, the, the younger stuff is 90% blending. It doesn't Sit around long enough because when you have a when you have a four year old barrel it's so full if it sits here too long it, there's too much contact with the wood and all all evaporate but the six and seven year and eight year that's all been here for a long time, but it really is the blending you know um I'm there blending it, and then also now our inventory is so vast that I really can dial in these flavor profiles the way I want because even something like the Uncut the Younger that you had in the beginning, that's only, well, actually, now I use some three-year so that we can really bump it out and and bring the price down. Um, I mean, man, there's times where I'm using like nine tanks where it's in seven, seven different locations of four-year.
0: Do you have a favorite expression oh. that you guys make? I mean, obviously, obviously you have like the biggest playground possible. Uh, You know, you you probably have a lot of things you've Uh, tried out that you like that maybe uh, you didn't put out. Honestly,
3: it's tough. But I mean, I don't know if I have a favorite, but I do. uh, Somebody asked me if I have a, a Desert Island one, and that would be small batch, what you're drinking now. I am never not in the mood for a small batch. And it's so versatile.
0: Yeah, this is good. Who who comes up with the bottle designs for the holidays? That's on the small batch. Oh, I right? do all that. Yeah. Oh, yes. How do you decide what holidays are worthy of its special bottle? Well, I think I've seen Fourth of July, Halloween, yeah. Christmas. Fourth of July was
3: first, and mm-hmm. that was kind of during a, a period where everybody was like shitting on the country, and I was like, "Fuck you," you know. <laughs> <like> seriously, <laughs> seriously,
0: man, you, you
3: man, like you know, it's like either you have no immigrant friends or you don't have a passport. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you have no perspective because all my friends, you know, I live in the Southwest, a lot of South American and Mexican friends, and they're very happy. They're here, you know? And, uh, and so I was like, I'm going to do a red, white and blue bottle.
2: Yeah. And risky these for,
0: days, but real <laughs> risky. I've touched on yeah. this
2: on the show, like in the past, like, People that are born in the United States do not understand how crazy of a privilege that actually is in comparison.
3: I, I thank God every day, you know? Like, it's like my great-grandfather came from I'm Jewish. He came from Russia. You know what my life would be like as a
0: Jew in Russia?
1: <laughs> <It> sucked, <laughs> you might not be around today. <laughs> One yeah. of my best friends is yeah. Jewish. I think he'll appreciate it, that joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's Jewish and Russian too. So yeah, Yeah, he's Jewish and Russian too. I mean, I'm Russian, not the Jewish part, but I'm definitely Russian. I'm thankful every day that my grandma, she left in the 30s, so I'm thankful she made it to America somehow. So
3: yeah, I mean, the the Russian side they might still be alive, but my mother's side is Polish and Hungarian. They would not be around anymore.
1: Look at that, a fellow World War II, a fellow Russian, Polish, uh, Hungarian guy. I'm Polish and Russian, but. (laughs) awesome awesome I'm, I'm just polish and irish yeah yeah, yeah. that's america not, man not any of those pot. <laughs> you, you know what that makes me think you should uh i don't know if you've ever been to buffalo or new york for any uh smoke. oh yeah i've
3: been to buffalo oh, really oh, Sham, we missed you yeah uh when was that i, I was, he caught a bill's I was game it was an update <laughs> in november so it must oh, have been like
1: damn
3: august or something like that last
1: man. year dang yeah, a year ago. All right. Well, maybe you know we got to try to get you up for a like a little Dingus Day action in uh, April, March time. Yeah, right. Dingus Day action. Yeah, he oh, probably dingus. has no idea what you're talking. It's the about, biggest. Okay, okay. It's like the biggest Polish party uh, on the east, Co- maybe major East Coast, like Chicago, yeah. Buffalo, Pittsburgh, New York City. Biggest Dingus Day so, parties. Dingus Day is how the the Polacks celebrate the end of Lent. It's like a
0: huge oh, celebration. Okay. Yeah. So it's like,
2: like Polish St. Patrick's Day.
0: Exactly. That's <laughs> literally it. Go right on. And if you're a party animal, what, what, what is love
3: dingus, it. though? What's a dingus?
0: I don't know. Ask our uh, Pollock friend I forgot, who, who I, is so proud but has no I idea forgot, what it means. I
1: forgot what it was. We did the Dingus Day episode. I forgot what so, dingus is. All right. As the, as the
2: person who's not Polish, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's a bunch of drunken Polish people. They get the pussy willow flowers for the girls, and the guys get squirt guns and they just hit each other with them when they're drunk and, and they're stupor.
0: It's actually okay. a great time. It's like uh, we almost recede back to the old ways of getting girls. You know, you just like beat the <laughs> shit out of them with a stick, or like shoot them with a squirt gun. Squirt them with your squirt yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you know, no cell phones that day. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of now it's canceled. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, Like when you're little kids,
2: yeah.
3: you know, somebody likes you because they're being mean to you. Yeah, Basically. yeah,
0: sort of. Yeah, that that's kind of Dingus day in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then we just get really fucked up on Krupnik and uh, and Polish beer uh yeah so
3: so i did i did the red white and blue one and uh everybody loved it and um and then the guy that i deal with from the company the the liquor bottle company he's he used to work at seagram's like back in the 60s and 70s when they used to do all the holiday ceramic bottles and he said man the thing i don't understand is that they never did a halloween bottle because that is the number one drinking holiday in America. Interesting. Universally.
0: I and believe I like, that. You're right. I, that whole is. weekend. That whole weekend. Yeah. The weekend before Halloween is so big. Uh, and on the parties. West
3: Coast, St. Patrick's Day is okay. Cinco de Mayo, ironically, is nothing. Nobody hmm. gives huh. it, you know. But Halloween?
0: Halloween's nuts. What's Halloween like um, in Las Vegas? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what's a strip like? Is everybody dressed up? Oh, yeah. Really? I, I just, I, oh. I, I never even thought to think about it. Like, uh, I never uh, was everybody. like, wow, I wonder how Halloween is on the strip
1: in Las Vegas. You don't see anyone not dressed up. So what That's was, crazy. so when you had your bar, what was your bar Halloween like? That had to be awesome.
3: It was awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mandatory costumes, I hope.
0: Yeah. Nothing worse than the guy that shows up and he's like, oh, man, I don't dress up. Not That's stupid. A, there was nobody
3: liked that.
2: See, the, that was the era though where like females just were like gonna make the craziest Halloween
3: costume. And you're Like, oh,
2: okay, all right. What's the difference? Oh, yeah. uh,
3: <laughs> everybody it was it was it was wild times.
2: Oh, you're a Vegas call girl today. Nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the right. Playboy Bunny.
0: Yeah, right. Hell yeah. Yeah. So Halloween fun, bottle, man. the same or sorry, the uh, Fourth of, Fourth of July. July bottle. No, the Christmas and, bottle. And Are those the only three bottle? Yeah, that's it.
3: It happens so fast, man. It's like I already had to make the decisions on the Halloween bottle, and then the Christmas one is right after that. It's like, it's a, that's enough. People are like, you should do this holiday and that <laughs> holiday. I'm like, this is enough. A that's, three's that's, <laughs> good.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: And it's cool because I, I chose the straight bourbon. I chose the entry level because all the creativity goes into the label. Yeah. And so if somebody's like, you know, hey, I'm going to collect this bottle, I'm like, cool, whatever, that's fine because all the effort went into de- designing the label. It's just regular straight bourbon, our entry level stuff, you know? But man, people get so fucking uptight over that stuff. It's weird. Some, I remember when we did a, a different Fourth of July bottle. The guy's like, what is this going to change every year? <laughs> oh, I'm done. I'm done with this brand why like, are, it's just straight why, bourbon, I feel like it's it, just bourbon guys that do that
0: <laughs> only bourbon guys are like that that's that's yeah. the
2: pompous bourbon drinker who's like I, I i only drink pappy 15 when i pay my 90 dollars a glass
3: let, yeah let me tell you something i used to have everything in the bars okay nobody wanted any of that shit nobody understood <laughs> that's it. true they're they like especially the 23 year old People are like, why does this exist? And we're like, I don't know, maybe old men like it or something.
2: <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, some idiot's going to pay like three grand for that bottle.
0: Oh, yeah, without question. I, without fail, every single year, I there's this local store near us. They get it in, and it is gone in five minutes, and it is astronomically expensive. Like, it, you're talking like three months rent here is what these guys are paying for this shit. It's crazy. It's crazy, and I even had somebody who,
3: when we had everything, he tried it. He had been coming to the bar for a long time, and like seven years later, he was like, "I finally got to try some Pappy twenty three year old." I was like, "Oh, did you? Because you tried it seven years ago and you said it was terrible. So <laughs> now that it's big, what do you think of it now?" Like, I think it's amazing.
0: So, so like you, uh, me and Geo had the opportunity to try the Pappy twenty three. And, of course, we use that as an Instagram photo moment, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, of would, course. Yeah. Why would we not? I mean, is there anything else that it's worth? Social media clout.
2: Yeah, that's, right? That's the only dollar Social
0: time. media clout, without a doubt. Like, there's there's nothing more than just, like, every time you see the bottle, it's never open. Like, no. It's a fucking trophy that just goes, sits on your shelf, so you could say, I have money. Look how small <laughs> my dick is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's essentially how it is, but I mean... Well, I mean, I,
3: it's like that with a lot of stuff, you know, because uh, when you talk to most master distillers, they'll tell you that they feel that the sweet spot for bourbon is five to seven years, you know, depending on where it's aged. And when you do blind taste tests, people like five to seven-year-old. Sure. Even I, the Uncut the Younger. Like, I, I would have people like... They're like, we did this tasting with Uncut the Younger, and now we question everything about... <laughs> age and youth i'm like yeah man it's beautiful you know
2: yeah because it's people that see unfortunately there's a great marketing thing about more expensive means better and like some things that's true it's not necessarily true with bourbon
3: well by the way if you look at those brands that's not their msr that's not their like base that's not how they make all their money that's just like kind of hype that generates the core stuff you know and so yeah sure pappy's got that i mean well i guess pappy's different because they're technically separate from buffalo trace but um you know most brands like their expensive stuff is is not what they sort of make all their money on you know and that that's where i see like a lot of these smaller guys making a misstep where like oh everything's super expensive but part of that is because all they've done is buy what they can sell. And so what what separated us and why we can have the 39.99 uh uncut the younger and the $30 uh entry level and and small batch being, you know, 55 bucks or whatever is cuz we've been contract distilling since
0: 2015. Mm-hmm. Did you catch a and lot of backlash every- from the uncut the younger from all these like bourbon heads, like oh man, in this the isn't beginning an age. there was yeah.
3: before anybody tried it. Yeah. yeah. I, I
0: mean, I would assume there's some backlash, like you can't put a product this young out. Like, what are you doing?
3: Yeah, when they saw the label, everyone's like, what are you guys out of old bourbon? I was like, well, if we were out of old bourbon, uncut <laughs> the younger and regular uncut would taste the same. Yeah. So uh <laughs> you know, I was just like, I kind of feel like people would want a affordable cast rank bourbon that's always the same unlike uncut unfiltered it doesn't change i try to keep it consistent and i, and I want it to be affordable and readily available i don't want, you don't want to have to hunt for it i want you to go to your store and it's always there the way big brands are always there
2: right like it's it there's a reason jack daniels number seven sells is because people know what it is they like it yeah and it's there like yes they have their you know Special edition. Yeah, they're getting
0: a little nature. crafty lately with their uh, with their triple mash, their their single barrel, double single barrels or whatever. But it will they have. never
2: touch number seven. Sure. It won't even be close. Sure. They will forever have that be probably like well, 80% of their revenue that that brand generates.
3: And and they relate to the game too. You know, they got all that stuff coming in when it's all sort of dying out. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I gotta say, I enjoyed the Uncut the Young so much. That was my first time trying it uh it's it's excellent and just finished the small batch as well i've had that several times amazing as always uh neat oh, or with a you. cube um so i'm ready for pour number three because i'm a bit oh of a, yeah because i'm a bit of a drinker so we got the two rye. so which one should we do next the uh the blenders edition or the malted rye
3: i'm gonna say let's do the blenders first is it the last and one or because because remember? the remember
1: yeah. so big
2: the yeah. malted I think was the last one we did.
1: Yeah, the malted was, Yeah, we poured yeah, yeah, yeah. all these in order before you came on. So we just now I was trying to remember which one's which, but the the yeah. malted uh was the last one that we poured in the smaller cup. Yeah. We that didn't should, want to look like lunatics pre- passing around bottles for the next Listen, uh, that small batch that has
2: me having a nice little cheek like fun feel when you drink some whiskey right now. So, I'm, so I'm, we're on uh, the
1: We're on the malted. The last cup. Did he say the malted no, or the rye? No, no, no. Select. Select. Oh, blender select. Yeah,
0: dude, you are. No. Yo, do you listen? Uh, and of course, I follow, right? I'm like, <laughs> all right,
1: yeah, yeah, let's do it. A fucking guy. All right, blender select. Was that our skinny cup or our fat cup? So what can you tell us about this?
3: This cup. Uh, uh, so that that is a blend of the malted barley rye and the traditional 51 rye, 45 corn, 4 barley. Yeah. Um, and I think this is kind of what everybody expected from me when I said I was doing rye, but the bottle and bond—that it was a way to like, I don't know, just kind of explore new things. And and the irony of it is for a brand that has a bourbon that has so much rye spice and it's so big. I was going to say this is spicy on the nose in general.
2: This is this batch one
3: malted barley rye is really a departure because it's so funky. All right, And so I use the traditional rye to blend out the funky aspects of the malted rye, but maintain like the sweet malt as well as the unique uh, baking spice flavors that you get
1: from the malt. A hundred percent. This rye is amazing. It is Thank so uh, light no kentucky hug at all i was gonna say i got no chew yeah. at
0: okay. all no yeah. burn this the, is right. That's it's the hot on the nose barley. it's hot on the nose so when i smell it like it smells like it's gonna have a little kick to it and it has no right. kick to it this is very good and what the fuck is yeah, that right. what's the proof yeah
1: what's the proof
3: it's high
2: yeah it's high dude holy all right. fuck yeah. dude see i'm a little nervous so i'm very right like 115 I don't, I don't drink wow. a lot of 16 so I'm, I'm interested to see here since you guys are saying it's that, good like.
1: dude it's good
3: so if you look at it in your glass and swirl it around it's gonna have like the uh viscosity of vegetable oil a hundred percent comes yeah. from the malted barley it is got so much fat in it that's delicious, and it makes it so thick and creamy that it insulates your palate from the heat.
1: You can once I, you swirl it around and you get that viscosity you can actually see it, on yeah. your glass, you can see it. But yeah. the the smell kicks in so much more uh, the the spices, the richness of it, and uh, yeah, I'm blown away because just swirling it around opened up my nose so much more, and the taste. Yeah, well, I'm gonna just I love sip that it down. stuff so, so much. Th- I'm gonna, Is this new?
3: Yeah, it just came out. Yeah, I was going to say
0: 1A, this has got to be... I think we're on batch four, maybe. Okay. Well, um, 1A, this is like one of the first barrels, right? Yeah.
1: Pretty close. Like, Oh, man. Yo, 1A, that (sighs) is the first. That's That's the the first barrel. That's the first batch. So, Holy shit. I got a question on the batch numbers. Now, if you get a lower batch number, like one, two, three, something very early on, does that make the uh, whiskey better? Or if you're a collector... Does that make it more rarer if you have a lower? It makes bass it level? rarer, okay, for sure. Uh, better? <laughs> That's subjective. Yo, why the I mean, fuck did we open this? Yeah, I feel like we I should. saw some of the
0: one A shit of the old stuff. What the fuck That's was that I'm selling saying. for? The, Two the grand. 1A. Uh,
3: she's <laughs> supposed to be sending people. There's fours. There's four A's <laughs> for everybody.
0: The one A is mine. Uh, <laughs> yo, maybe, maybe, thanks, buddy. Yeah, maybe she listened to an episode and she's like, "Oh, these guys seem pretty cool. Let's Send them something cool. They they deserve a one A." Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I'm sorry about that. Well, no, it's all good,
2: Aaron. I I I'm gonna tell you this right now. I don't normally like rise. Like I'm a little bit of a bitch when it comes to the fucking heat on it, and I don't get that. So it's very very impressive. Like. Oh, I've said you. this a lot about Rise that we've had on the show in the past, where I'm just like, oh, that pucker. And I did not get that, and which is very, very astounding for me. So you, whatever what, what you did, night? it worked.
3: <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I worked hard on that. Um, I almost didn't think it was going to happen, because I couldn't get it to where I wanted to taste, and finally I figured it out. Were the ryes that you have were they traditional ryes or were they ninety five
1: fives? They
3: were more traditional.
1: Yeah, they're very traditional. We might have done one ninety five five. They're more traditional, like the fifty one rye or
2: the rendezvous rye I've had. I wasn't a big fan. That was the High
0: West. Uh, Right. I I, we do a uh, lot of rye on this show, Geo, and you probably don't even know it. No, it's
2: just that I don't. I normally like anytime I hit rye,
0: he gets real red from it. Yeah, like I think he just, has a rye sensitivity. No, I'm very. He allergic. starts dying, it's, and it just on the I show, feel it down my chest. <laughs> I'm gonna say at least you died on the one A, dude.
2: Yeah, right.
1: It'll but, make great content. So <laughs> yeah. if you die, that's cool.
2: In the words <laughs> of Ivan Drago, if he dies, he dies.
1: <laughs> I also do no dying. Um, you're um you're uh the bonded rye in the, with the green labeling. I yes. love that. I got it for Christmas. Oh, thank you. I got it for Christmas because like I love any type of rye whiskey, and the bonded hundred proof. Amazing.
3: Funny story about that one. So my old sales rep from NGP told me that mash bill was 51 rye, 49 corn, and it didn't exist anymore. It's not. It's 51 rye, 45 corn, 4 barley, and they're totally doing it. And even so, I had no way to check it because when I look at my inventory, it just said 51% rye, 51 rye. And when I would go to my uh, uh, contract agreement, it said, you know, this many barrels per month of 51 rye slash corn. And then somebody messaged me on Instagram, and he was like, hey, man, I can't find that mash bill on the MGP website. Are you sure that that's right? (laughs) And I was like, oh, and so I did the bottom bond because I was like, this mash bill is exclusive. It's proprietary. I don't need to do a blend to make it unique. I can do single vintage, uh, single season even, and so I called the head of uh, alcohol production at MGP up in Kansas, um, Cameron, and I said, "Hey man, is this what what mash bill is this? He's like fifty one rye, forty five corn, four barley." I was like, "It's not fifty one rye, forty nine corn." He's like, "That doesn't exist," but oh, the fifty one rye, forty nine malted. Is discontinued and on our contract, and that one is proprietary. That we're going to have next. Ooh. awesome! And it's in what you just had.
0: This, this is, is well. awesome, man. This is uh, thank you. This is going to be a hit, man. I'm gonna. This is this is the be best ride.
2: It
3: is had, by far. It's, this uh, is going to be a hit, way man. more. <laughs> Listen, than I
2: they will it tell you. I don't fucking blow smoke on people's ass like i probably no like, geo
0: when it comes to cigar ratings is one of the worst fucking <laughs> like readers I'm on earth very like, very it like it has to be the most amazing thing on earth for him to say something nice so no
2: if, <laughs> if a 10 is a 10 like you should yeah. if, if something is all a right 10, all right all right like there should be nothing wrong that's sure. how i view
3: it right
2: like boy wow that i am i'm genuinely like blown away at because i don't like i was looking for i wasn't really looking forward to the rye oh
0: shit I hope yeah. you like the next one too.
2: Listen, um, if it's
3: anything
0: the one I'm close to this, I'm sure on cuz I hate malted, man. Ooh, I like oh, them. The, I like, like the all. You think <laughs> I'm going to like it? Now. Uh, is your maybe now not.
2: is your malted similar to like a scotch taste? Like in terms that's of That's what, what
0: I'm worried about. No.
2: Okay, cuz I I like scotch. I'm a little different in that regard. So, uh, the,
3: you know, if, the the malt the, the malt flavors are it's like ginger ale and kind of grass. That's that's what uh, you're gonna get in the next one. That some people like, and some people are like, "Oh, that's too funky." I love mowing the lawn. So right. <laughs> hopefully it's... Uh... are.
1: Aaron, are you more of a like a rye guy when it comes to your whiskey, or do you prefer just the regular like corn? More of a corn mash. Uh
3: oh no, I like high rye okay. and the bourbon. I mean, our bourbon's thirty six percent
1: rye. I I hey, I'm a rye guy. So through and through, you get me with a rye. I'm there. I'll buy it. all. I'll that buy it all. Complexity.
2: Yeah, I would. All right. So before we get into, obviously, of that more stuff, I would. Caleb made me think of a pretty good question. What's the weirdest blend in your eyes that you've done?
3: The weirdest?
2: Yeah. Like something you're like, no one. I don't you like, you know, that no one's done it and you made it work.
3: Well, I feel that way about uncut the younger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I mean, to make three and four year taste like that. You know, is that's a huge accomplishment. Um, people always like, you have the best barrels. I'm like, no, they are not good. <laughs> I good. Uh, you have no you know, idea I what I put this point, into this. <laughs> regular Uncut and Filtered so easy because I have so much to work with now and I have so much experience with it. I'm just like, you know, I usually figure that out in one or two tries. It's Uncut the Younger and even Straight that really kick my ass. Sometimes Small Batch too. But uh but yeah, the, the uncut the younger, I mean I don't know any other four year three or four year it tastes like that at Cast Strength. It's that easy to drink. You yeah. know, that much fruit, no hardly any grainy youth. And uh that's tough. I'd say the weirdest one was the special batch small batch batch though.
0: And what, what are you familiar with that? I don't think I'm, I've ever so, seen it. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen that here. Prior
2: to today, the only smoke rand I've had was uncut, unfiltered
0: okay so, so, so and we were annihilated will- when we did it on the show we <laughs> run two, so we actually run two shows we run the down to hearth podcast which is like our predominantly whiskey and cigar talk and we run the after hearth show which is more like crazy news stories and geo we dabble in a little of our police work and like some crazy right. shit that happens and you know th- those fun stories that we really don't get to tell people that often the more unfiltered I, sure it's way more unfiltered shit. and uncut Con- no cons- pun
1: intended conspiracy <laughs> theories yeah <laughs> we get a little loose are with it? they though uh, <laughs> they're, they're fun <laughs> i think i think caleb believes everything he says there's some truth behind behind every conspiracy theory there's okay. some truth okay some of the shit um, he says is crazy though <laughs>
3: uh, so special batch small batch batch that is the one that was supposed to be the fourth rare and limited release But Rare Unlimited's got so crazy that I decided not to release it and only use it for charity because I thought it would sell for too much. And I was like, if it's going to sell for too much, because it's 70% four-year. But that four-year is four-year from 2016, the first tank I ever dumped. And I had a strainer. Actually, I guess it was the second tank ever dumped. And I had a strainer, and it was filled with all the char from 16 barrels and I dropped it in the tank. All the char.
2: That's fucking dope.
3: And so I was using it for small batch because that's all we were making. When I got to about the two-thirds halfway point, it started making all the small batch dark and I couldn't filter the char out of it. So I let it sit and it sat ah uh, four years and by the time it was done, it was like the color of coffee and you couldn't, it was infused in there. And all that, there was no more like big chunks of char or anything. It was all like dissolved. And uh, so that's what I made Special Batch, Small Batch, Batch with. And the crazy thing about that one is because that char is infused in it, it ages in the bottle. So if you try it now, if you pop a bottle now, it tastes completely different than it did when we released it in in, uh, twenty. Yeah, December 2020.
1: So one of the things I find amazing with any liquor company out there making whiskey and bourbon, I just, I find it so amazing that you guys can sit on these bottles for four years or, you know, five, six, eight, whatever. I just like... I, the uh, barrels or bottles? Well, the barrels. I yeah. find it so amazing yeah. that you could sit on that for so long. And it's just, it's amazing that the amount of barrels that you guys must have. And it's got to be so tempting to maybe like crack into them, see what you got. I mean, I'm sure you do that as a blender, but I just the amount of time uh, the, spent, it's Yeah, the crazy. ones that I I
3: have uh, that I've been aging here for long periods of time for experimental purposes, I crack into them. But the ones that I have in Indiana that I'm like, no, no, they're like on the second or first floor. I was like, we got to leave them till they get old. I'm not tempted to try,
1: <laughs> try those at all. So uh, heading back on that again, what is the like oldest barrel that you guys have or are working on or maybe something in the future anything you know past i think they're all bottled and they're
3: 15 year old was the oldest so currently the only thing i have that's not uh bottled would be eight year is the oldest
1: i have right now okay so coming out coming out coming out in the future right well i use it in uncut oh oh Oh, awesome what uh how old are and in what we're drinking right now the blender select the rye uh what's the ages in there
3: five the malted barley is five year off the sixth floor which i don't want to go much older than that because i want to taste that grain that's a very expensive mash bill to to do a barrel of that is a thousand dollars versus seven hundred dollars for bourbon so new Phil for for
0: this blend what's like an msrp on this bottle
3: like eighty five bucks. I okay, think. and that's still reasonable.
0: Yeah,
1: I and mean, even in New York, that's not it's that
3: bad. malted barley, man. That shit's expensive.
1: Is I, that I, one? I is this Blenders one due to hit New York soon? Because I haven't seen it out yet. Um, hmm. The other, the other malted rye, definitely have in store. I've seen it on the shelf, but this, uh, the Blender Select, I haven't seen that one yet. It, it should be okay. Be on the lookout for that, guys. You New didn't York's get it. Always Caleb, a month then. behind oh, because oh. you got
3: to do all the registration stuff. I hate this fucking yeah, New York sucks. Yeah, remember
0: <laughs> remember doing a barrel pick? We were trying to get it out, and then like people had to jump through hoops to get it for how you we can't wanted put to you can't it. put a label. Yeah, on. there's all oh, kinds of crazy so fucking shit here, man.
2: On on your end, you wouldn't know that. The, we did a barrel pick, and the guy we did it with, in order to guarantee our, we were doing a St. Patrick's Day themed release. He had to drive in his personal vehicle all the way to Boston to pick it up, so he could deliver it to us.
0: And And he did it for us. He did it for us.
2: Because we told him, like, you're going to fuck up our barrel pick. We had it themed on.
0: (laughs) Dude, this shit was all, like, pre-sold, everything. It was was pretty amazing. It was cool how fast we moved it. Just our first, like, it was our first try. We, you know, we never dabbled in picking a barrel or anything. But it was marketed perfectly for St. Patrick's Day.
2: Like, we didn't make a dollar off of it. We donated all the proceeds to the National Law Enforcement Memorial Fund. So it was really cool to get that done. And like, we really appreciate, you know, our boy Hopper driving out and picking that up for us.
3: Yeah. Oh, for right.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. New York's a tough market, man. It's, um, but it's here, though. All... Your product's here and it, yeah. it's oh, yeah. readily available in most stores. Yeah, so that, well, that's amazing. I just mean
3: it's a tough market in general, you know, because the state has a declining
0: population. Yeah. So yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> Everybody wants out. If I didn't have a New York State pension here, I'd be the fuck out of here, too. This place sucks.
2: Well, this fucking government's the
0: mafia. Yeah. (laughs) It's fucked up. What's that?
2: The government in New York State is the mafia. That's how they operate.
0: It's fucking crazy here. Everything. Everything is about how much money can we take from you?
2: Like, all right. I'd say you probably have a bit of an idea because you got your start in Cali. Try to open a bar in New York. You get your place. You know all that part. You know. Right. To get a liquor license from the date like you could have the bar built ready to go even then the day you put your application in they say don't plan on opening for a year and a half
3: well oh shit we never got i never finished that story but that's <laughs> why i came to vegas because back then in in la you could not get a liquor license you because you, you couldn't get the certificate of occupancy you had to buy an existing bar
1: what the hell? and
3: so we came to Las Vegas because they're having this whole deal on Fremont Street where there was going to be no gaming, so you could have uh, bars next to bars. and so the all the casinos have lobbied for restrictions because normally the liquor license comes with fifteen machines. and so if you have a regular liquor license with 15 machines, you have to have fifteen hundred foot separation. you have to have all this parking and that was all by design by the casinos. Because they would if you had a whole street of bars with machines, that's basically like, oh, it's like a casino. And so what the city did was eliminate all gaming. And so um I heard about this deal from the guy that Carpenter that built up my bar with me. And uh so we went we went to Vegas to check it out. And it was like, man, this is cool. Dude, Fremont really, is and everyone said
0: you're an wild. idiot. Wild. <laughs> that is uh, so Fremont's the the first I would say, like, public busy place that wasn't, like, a corner on the streets of Buffalo, where I saw people just literally ripping crack, just just smoking <laughs> crack right in the middle of the whole like Oh, place. like, under place. the experience? Yeah, you know, just, like, they're there. Yeah. They're smoking crack yeah. right, like, they're walking smoking crack with you. Not with yeah. you like you're doing it, but, like, they're there, and they're smoking crack right next to you. It's well, the craziest we're, we're, thing I've ever seen. We're not seen.
3: under the experience. We're
0: across Las Vegas Boulevard. <laughs> like, Fremont is a wild spot, man. Yeah. Very cool, though, that the 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 whole experience, if you get a chance to go the, to Fremont. The zip line cool. kind
3: of ruined it a little bit. I agree with because, you. That
0: didn't look fun.
3: Well, it narrowed it because of all the support structure and everything. Like, it used to be so wide. It was never hard to walk through. It was always like kind of cool. Now I just feel like it's, it's, it's too narrow for the amount of people that walk through there.
0: Do you go to Fremont or the Strip ever anymore? Or I go to the Strip, sure. Yeah, Yeah. you a gambler? No, no. See, people that live in Vegas, they're not gamblers. So I don't have the thing. The what?
1: The, the itch Geo it <laughs> yeah. has the thing
2: no 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 I don't gamble unless it's Caleb a definitely has
1: the thing so not a casino guy sports book uh betting on sports that's me so, but you get the highs, you get the high when you win. You, oh, definitely the highs when I win. Uh, you know, right now yeah. it's the middle of summer, it's nothing but baseball. Uh, the all star break happened, I took a break from betting, so I haven't thrown a bet in like two weeks,
0: dude. This dude yeah. was gambling on Japanese baseball, it happens at like four in the morning here. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, bro? WG. Like, yeah. he's like, I
1: don't even know how to pronounce the team names, bro. This one looks good, though. You got to root for <laughs> the this coi- is a lock. You got to root for the koi fish out there, you know? Yeah. That's the sleeper well, team. That, that's a sleeper what, so
3: I don't get the highs. I don't, I don't, it doesn't do anything for me.
2: Well, my so game is you know, always blackjack, and I, I, ver- I don't well, play but, it in Buffalo. I only do it when I'm on vacation because then it's like a special thing for it.
3: Well, yeah. Blackjack's like, blackjack's like going to work, though. Yeah. <laughs> I played like, blackjack once, man. It's a grind, but, you know?
2: So like obviously you're a
3: Vegas guy. Are you a UFC fan? Oh
2: yeah. So like, I always hear the old stories about how like the old owners before they sold it, the Fertitta brothers who owned like all the Station Casinos, how oh yeah they, they operated and they did some great like almost like some mafia old school Vegas shit. <laughs> like they hated the culinary unions and all that shit. So they- oh
3: yeah, I mean they, they but they the Station Casinos were dumps though.
2: hey they they still got a billion dollars out of it It made it work (laughs) yeah
3: well that's that's that uh you know there's more people with less money that want to go to affordable places (laughs) than there are you know people that have money to spend big you know
0: bro who was saying speaking of like how much like you're talking about billions of dollars in revenue and shit who was saying we were like i geo mentioned earlier we were at the pca and the venetian and the palazzo the uh two weeks ago but yeah. someone was saying that that casino is paying, like, millions of dollars a day in, like, interest rates. To, it's not even paid off or anything. It's crazy. So, so
2: the total... Yeah, oh, I don't see, know you, you know, it. were you the one that was telling me this? So, no, I remember the conversation. So, the Venetian did all their renovations and the total cost was, like, 3.5 billion or some shit like that. And, yeah, billion would a B. Would a B. Yeah. But, like, the interest rate alone is negated by the fact that they generate, like, six billion in gambling every day. It's insane, the gambling economy, that
3: just yeah. one casino... Oh, well, the nightclub economy, too.
0: You know? Oh, and Vegas, it's outrageous. What is it? <laughs> like, just because just we have dicks, it's like fucking $300 <laughs> for us to walk through the door. No, they don't give a shit about you and your three hundred dollars <laughs> no I'm saying like the, a, the the cover charge
3: just to walk in I, I know, but there's an athlete who's paying five hundred thousand dollars for a fucking table like right you know in the spotlight, mm-hmm. and like the stories they tell me about these like as yeah. sh- athletes that come in and like one and he's like what well, how, how much was that table and like oh he's paying like a hundred grand for that table and like oh, i want a nicer one you know and it just gets all competitive so, an nicer yeah, I mean, table. They, <laughs> yeah they make like 30 million dollars a night Jeez. so you oh, know who's God. crazy
2: with that apparently like when it like when he was really on his comp it was Connor mcgregor
0: yeah
1: i
3: believe it he was that
2: dude who like if he went out to party after he like won a fight like they were saying, he was dropping like legendary amounts of money, and then like Dana White would go party with him, and like they'd have like quarter million dollar bar tabs.
3: Yeah, I believe. Oh, it. it's very very easy to do. Yeah. I I uh, <laughs> especially when you especially when you're talking about paying for your table location and everything. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm not huge in the gambling uh world, but I did. Last year, the first time I was ever in Vegas, very intimidating town, very expensive if you don't know what the fuck you're getting into, especially (laughs) if you stay on the strip for seven straight days. Yeah, I had no idea what it was going to cost me, but I mean, I played one hand of blackjack, that was all the gambling I did. Uh, You tell me if it gets better than this. I go, I sit down at the blackjack table, I throw down a hundred bucks, I hit blackjack, ace jack suited. They pay me out. I'm like, I'm leaving. She's like, oh, you're leaving already? I'm like, it's never gonna get better than this moment. (laughs) It'll never get better than this. It's true. I walked away, walked outside, grabbed myself one of those 45 to 40, what is it, 40, 45 dollar margaritas? I can't remember what it was. (laughs) I was like, it's 115 degrees. Fuck yeah. And I was like, I was expecting it was gonna be like twenty bucks. They're like, Yeah, it's forty bucks. I'm like Fuck it. (laughs) Forty bucks. He's like Hey, next. He started pointing to the back behind me. He's like, next. I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I want one. I mean, fuck, right. man, though. 45 bucks. They don't even care. It's a tip town, man. They work for tips. Yeah. They they don't care about you. Everyone works on tips. All right. There's money being thrown around in Vegas, man. It's a crazy town. That's yeah. why, you know, talking to somebody that actually lives there, it's kind of crazy to think that, like, you can I'm, actually I'm live a normal totally life in Vegas. from all of that. Yeah.
3: So, you yeah.
2: know. Touching back on your time in the bar industry, I'm sure you've got some fun stories. What's the wildest celebrity story you can share from your time in the bars? Oh, celebrity stories? I'm sure there's got to be a ton.
3: Man. uh, I don't remember any celebrity stories. (laughs) I mean, obviously, Uh. the (laughs) Maloofs were crazy. You know, George Maloof would come in with, like, different girls every night and just drop crazy cash to our bartenders back then. Uh, uh, but, the, I mean, I never I never really saw anything nuts. I mean, all the crazy stuff was, like, regular people. <laughs> you know, like, before, again, before cell phones, like, these, we would see these girls come in with some dude, like, all the time. And then that was back, I would hang out with the door guys out front, like, kind of figuring out how the night was going and stuff and also uh i used to smoke cigarette like roll my own cigarettes in and uh, before i started smoking cigars and then in vegas i would like go outside to have like a little cigar like um and like some girl would come in and she'd be like be there with a dude and she'd come running up to the door guys like this is my husband okay so don't don't act like you know me <laughs>
4: <laughs> all
3: the time all the time man blow jobs in the corner like people getting it especially in vegas like people just fucking in the bar and stuff it was uh
0: it was crazy but i don't i don't really gone are the days stories. though man i mean
1: we're talking
2: now, now you got to be an adult and go to the bathroom yeah
1: right <laughs> aaron uh, but I, I don't know i got a question for oh, you um, Sure. So, my mom is going to Vegas on Wednesday. Oh, boy. How far away is um, your distillery from the Vegas strip and all? Because my mom did say she did want to stop by... And I, if my mom does stop by, I definitely either want that hat that you're wearing right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. or, I, want the, this. or I want the shirt that says, show me your bunghole. Yeah. I'm, we, I'm, um, I think we actually, we really want these shirts. I'm going to make so. my mom go there
3: and buy it for me and Jerry. Unfortunately, at our current location, Ugh. it's not set. Like, even Lindsay and Brianna are off site now because we had to move them out to store more uh, barrels. And then I have rented a space just to put all the merchandise in. Um, but... When we do do uh, tours and everything and early next year, that is a block from the stratosphere. Oh, it's wow. It's fucking insane. It's right. four and a half acres.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. because you are doing a major expansion, right? Because you want to yeah. do like taste things, and you need to get a special license for that, right?
3: Uh, the tasting room license should be easy, but we have to start lobbying now for the, for the next legislature in two years to allow us to sell bottles and stuff like that.
1: All right. Well, then, you know what? If you see an online purchase for a show me your bunghole shirt, it's going to be it's going to be me and Jerry because I I like,
3: I'll, I'll love I'll, it's funny because nobody nobody
0: even notices it. Oh, no, oh, no, no. Yeah. We notice that but shit. Every, every, yeah. Every every fucking time I see like a post and you have the shirt on, I'm fucking laughing my ass off. I showed it to my wife. She's like real mature.
1: <laughs> and I'm like,
2: yeah, i know right you're like maturity and, and you know like, fuck, fuck you that's hilarious
1: <laughs> sounds like us we have the maturity level of a 13 year old uh pre boy yeah right I, it's the way real to be, mature man, show you me your bum you, you know exactly <laughs> you're as young as you feel and i yeah. definitely want one of those shirts to uh,
2: that's man humor <laughs>
1: i want one of those i want one of those shirts that wear around in public whether i'm at the liquor store or whether we're podcasting i I'm gonna get my hands on one of those shirts. Uh, I sh- wear the hat all the
2: time. <laughs> I,
1: I see. I thought I, I it, listen.
0: If we were, if we were betting, men, obviously I said I'm not a big gambler, but I would have bet you had the cowboy hat on today, for sure. Oh, <laughs> oh you know, okay. I.
3: The only reason I didn't is because I was gonna use my over ear headphones. But uh, they're Bluetooth, and I was like, it, I I didn't want to. I was already late, and so I didn't want to take
0: any more time. To eh, say bro, this, it happens, we man. We're it. we're humans, dude. We understand. We were one minute late for an interview one time, and a dude completely canceled on us. So uh, what? Yeah, I was like, dude, this is crazy. We're like, it was a remote interview like this. One minute, I was like, dude, this is wild.
3: Who was it? I can't oh, say.
0: I can't say. That's an it, was, awesome, it, was it a
3: it, cigar guy? It's yeah, an off air. It's was an it off air. Was it a boutique cigar brand?
0: Uh, it's a more reputable everywhere brand but oh, okay. We've yeah. we've since then uh cinched and you know we we've made good relations with this person so eh, it is what it is. It happens. Yeah. It was a minute though. We, we
2: we were we were very young in our uh remote interview now we've we we just a-
0: started doing remote interviews so right. i mean obviously i feel like this is cool it's not even gonna look like this so if you do watch the interview it will not look like this at all oh, it's gonna be you, totally you different everything no I, you'll be up in like a you know in the corner you'll always be on the screen and i have like a switcher right. and everything i run and it, like you're just always on screen so it switches whoever's talking oh
3: cool
1: yeah it's yeah. actually really cool so you
3: guys you want you want to try the last one
1: yeah, I just yeah, absolutely. I just finished the uh, blender select, so I'm ready for the the malted.
3: it's just, just it's took it's a big boy swig there, so it's getting late. It's just getting late. Sure it's the
1: twilight. The it's a school night. <laughs> all, all right, right. Um, this is the malted. So, what can you tell us about this one before we uh, dabble into what it? What batch is it? Oh, uh, uh, Geo, you got it.
2: Hang on.
0: Oh, actually, this doesn't taste malted at all. This is. Oh, this is really good.
2: 11H. um, Okay,
0: yeah, they mellowed out over time. May 19th. It's not going to be
3: quite as funky as the earlier ones. But you'll taste that ginger and the grat. Like, it's not going to be quite as uh, delicate as the Blender Select. There's Uh, a lot of of funky action going on. I'll
0: be honest with you. I'm more of a it's good or it's bad kind of guy. Cigar notes? I could do some cigar notes. Whiskey? Sweet harsh you know nothing nothing beyond that this is this is pretty good man i like this thank you this is good
3: surprisingly I i thought that would be the weird one and i thought bottle and bond would be the most accessible one that everybody wanted and bottled and bond is like the slowest mover. Really? And everybody loves the uh, the malted.
0: We didn't have the bottled and bond. We had
1: the, no, the I, straight I've, rye. This I've, is definitely not bottled and bond. This is like I've, 116 proof or so, some shit like that. So during Christmas, I did bring you guys the bottled and bond rye. I don't know if Geo tried it. Me and you had it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, yeah it was we, we drink. time. Caleb and I drink so much. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to keep track of everything we drink. I do gotta say this last one right here. Um, yeah. I'm not getting any harshness at all. This is like right up my alley. This is a oh, very cool. smooth sipping rye. It's I think it's just as smooth as the last one that we had. I, I'm letting my parents I mean I love it. First, yeah, I love here, it too. So I'll get but to, you know sure, like, hey,
3: you can't trust me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, right. I guess I got that like rye taste like you you must have. And uh, right. the last two, I think these last two, I I don't know if I could choose which one's my favorite between the two. I mean, obviously the small batch is top notch. That's something I recommend to everyone at the right. liquor store. But uh, I know this one, the uh, malted, we got this in lockup. Uh, I know I know what's going to be my next recommendation for those looking for that next step up.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's all totally different. I mean, because you look at the the jump in price from like small batch to that. It's. I mean, that stuff's almost like 90 bucks, you
1: know. Oh, well, in my store, this is like 75. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a very good deal. Yeah I, yeah, I think to priced like the bottle and bond. Yeah, yeah, the bottle and bond's around like uh 60 something, but I mean, I did enjoy the bottle and bond. I'll tell you what, this is definitely better than the bottle and bond, but between the uh blender select and this, I don't know which is better. It's tough, they're oh, they're so good and they're so I'm gonna smooth. take the
0: blender select, yeah, uh, yeah. me personally, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be hard. To, I
3: would drink the blender select more often than I would drink
0: the malted. Well, you're not the sitting malted- on you're not sitting on a one a here, bud. We <laughs> got to put that up on a shelf, bro. That's that's OG <laughs> the ma- right there, man.
3: The malted man. I uh, the malted I have to be in the mood for. Yeah, blender select is like always delicious. So yeah, I'm it's gonna good.
2: T- say of the three, I haven't tried the malted just yet. So far, the blender select is my favorite, which is saying a lot because it's a rye. I mean, I blown. It's away very by good. It. Like, it's
3: very good. Oh, thank you.
2: Like genuinely, I don't like rye, and I just again very surprised <laughs> pleasantly all right to the malted here let's,
3: let's see how the malted is while we're i'm waiting he spits it out all over his <laughs> microphone <pump.
0: laughs> you
1: almost got him <laughs> it's almost happened a couple times on the show someone's got us almost yeah
2: that's a little hotter than the blender select i i taste the rye more in this for sure right like that's that rye sensitivity like i'm going blender select all day
0: i know dude this dude look at how all ready he's <laughs> getting
3: where's the leave button <laughs> yeah right <laughs> no 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 i didn't
2: say it was bad i'm just <laughs> saying i like the blender all, select better
3: you could hate them all i i don't expect everybody to like everything it, you know and that that's the thing it's like um i just i do i do it till i like it and that's all i can do um, and that was one of the problems in 2011 when there was so much hype behind the brand. I second guessed every uncut and filtered, and it was the most inconsistent year as far as batches because I should have just stopped and I just kept working on it work because, oh, there's so much hype and this is gonna be the first time somebody tries it and they're gonna hate it just because of the hype. And then finally, by, uh, I say 2011. I meant 2021. <laughs> I was gonna by say yeah, that. Uh,
0: I was like, "Damn, bro, 2011." Yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> no, I don't 20, remember those blanks. Yeah, 2021, 2022. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck it."
3: This is this is what I like. Nothing's a compromise. I think it's really good. And um, if people are going to hate on it, then our palettes don't align. But there's, not, I, I, there's nothing I would have done differently. And so I really think that Uncut and filter really got into a groove where it's consistently 2022 and 2023 are all on the same level. You might prefer one over another because of the flavor profile, but I don't think it's like the other years where one
1: batch would really stand out and one batch was like not quite there. You know what? I love your uncut, unfiltered. Uh, like I said, our friend Jake from Crown Heads. If you haven't tried Crown Heads, you definitely should. Great brand, and if you ever get in t- contact with Jake, he actually follows you. He told us all about you. Actually, Jake
0: told me to uh, say that he's a big fan. Uh he he's He's a uh, Northeast rep for Crown Cigars, and he told me oh, he's cool. a huge fan of you. Uh, he's always reposting your stuff, so every time I'm like... Dude, you're not gonna believe this, but this dude's actually coming on our show in like two days. And he was like, I don't
3: have like, ever heard of Crownhead.
0: He's a younger
1: guy like us. He's fucking okay. uh dude, he's fucking I, awesome. I think you would like Crownhead cigar. They have a lot of great blends, a lot of like special one offs as well. I wanna say he sent him cigars, he said. Oh, Jake might have sent you some. I don't know. He <laughs> may have. He may have got to check that mailbox. <laughs> oh,
3: hopefully or the PO or,
0: or the PO box. I don't know, man. I don't know how well, the heat is there in Las Vegas. But I, them, they I might feel be like
2: after four bottles, that we can you know put together a little care package.
0: We could send you something. Yeah,
2: we got some goodies from. <laughs> yeah, we we, we, we have some we
0: have some really good cigars, man. So we wouldn't mind
1: sending you something real nice.
2: We can message you. you know, we, we on can. the back end here and take care of you.
1: Right on. Well, I appreciate it. I yeah, love absolutely, them. man. I feel like that would be a brand you would enjoy. I mean, we love it. Great people there. Great cigars. Really up and coming should, in the cigar game.
3: I should go look at my cabinet and see if I have it. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> might
1: have got them and you don't even know it. Dude, so,
3: so many people give me cigars and like I don't know which ones are good and which ones aren't. And and sometimes I like bring them to Jason like, or I take pictures of them like, Jason, which of these are good? And he's like, okay, you want that That's one? That's your
0: guy that at one. Cigar Those, Box? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's
3: been doing it for 20 He's So well, he, knows, he, his he mind, knows his shit. He looks,
0: yeah. Hey, that brings me to a quick point. Always trust your local tobacconist, man. Them guys, they not only go to the shows, yeah. but they take the time to do the research. They don't just bring shit into the humidor for no reason. No, yeah, no. Th- they don't just bring a product in because, hey, you know, uh, well, this might do well. They bring it because they tried it. And they
2: smoke everything.
3: Everything. Like yeah, for sure.
2: Some of these guys, like I didn't really uh, understand how into cigars you can get, and like there were people there who looked at a wrapper and were like, yeah, that's that's garbage.
0: I was like, whoa, okay. Right. I had to
1: change the hat up. Support your local tobacconist. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we got a future link up, you know, a little bit of down to hearth, a little bit of crown heads, a little bit of smoke wagon. And uh, maybe we can do for a little after hearth one of these days where, uh, Aaron, you can get a little loose and we can go a little bit unfiltered <laughs> more oh, on, the,
3: on the other show. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. We can get into some conspiracy well, so, theories and some wild so things
3: the space that um, I'm running. For the merch and everything, I'm also going to store all my classic cars there. Oh, shit. And then I'm going to set up, like, a podcast space with all the... Not that I'm going to do a podcast, but I'll have all the cars in the background. It'll be
1: pretty fucking cool. It'll be able to smoke cigars in there. And-
2: my man's going to have the Manning cast set up.
1: <laughs> you like that. You know bitch. what? The way you live your life with your motorcycles, your cars, your gun shooting, you could definitely host one hell of a podcast.
2: Well... If the Bills play the Raiders,
0: in I'm Vegas, always being interviewed. So go. I
3: don't know if I could ask people questions. I'd be <laughs> well, like, "Hey, what do you think of me?"
0: <laughs> well, I mean, hey, you got to leave the ego at the door, man. I mean, that, yeah, that's I that's know, part yeah. of it. Like, uh, I I mean, if you told me two years ago, they're like, "Listen, you're gonna be sitting down. There's some pretty cool people that are gonna be coming to you and like, you know, want to talk to you and and do shit." Uh, you know and put out fucking podcast material i'd be like yeah okay no fucking way it's just right. something that you get better at uh yeah. i i could think of our first interview we somehow had one of the biggest fucking guys in the fucking cigar industry come on our third episode in person <laughs> all the shit was not here like we weren't able to put on a show like this and it, it are was you, are
3: you guys all in the same location
0: yeah, oh yeah we're all here in the yeah. same spot this, oh, okay. this is my lounge Jerry's Garage. Oh, got it. oh cool. Here. So everyone oh. has their own their own spot. So Gio will show you a little bit real quick.
2: All right. So just here, watch my screen. We'll give you the little tour.
0: This is my personal
1: cigar lounge in my garage.
0: Oh, right on. Hey. What up? What
1: up? It's pretty All cool. Right. Hey, if you're ever in yeah. Buffalo and you can make the time, we'd love to have you. I'd love to studio. have you in person, man. The, oh, yeah, I, think, sure. I think we would have a fucking blast. Absolutely. We would have a blast, so. And you could smoke uh, whatever cigar you want too. We'll uh, we'll pick out yeah. something good for you. I only smoke hundred dollar cigars <laughs> wrapped in gold. All yeah. right. we, oh, gotta, oh, well, we, we actually have actually a those. Three, Yeah,
0: there's a three hundred dollar cigar coming out by Aliva, uh, yeah. that wrapped, it, and gold wrapped in gold foil. So that's right up your alley, then.
3: Aliva's upset my stomach, and I don't know why. Because I've had stronger cigars, but there's just something about them.
2: Hmm. You know what? They upset my wallet with that one.
0: Dude, I'm wrapping. I'm wrapping <laughs> your brand right now, buddy. Oh, foundation! Yeah, a
1: little foundation, man. I'm repping your brand right now, so I love them. That's my next cigar on deck. I got got one lined up, another foundation. So
3: that's what I had. Uh, I, didn't, I don't think I had a foundation today. This morning, I had a, a Black Label Trading Company uh, Hornet. I really like those. I, I, I haven't had a Black found- Label yet. I wonder if it's harder to get out there.
1: So the, uh, they're, they're definitely not here. So I've never. Even I, I saw there. one store that has them, but we should try them.
2: So in Buffalo, yeah. we don't get a lot of the fun shit, so we have to do our research and make these relationships.
0: These and, these smaller brands, they don't make their I way can't up here. R-
3: remember the name of the factory he uses in Nicaragua, but like he lives
1: there. Um, well, we and, should talk to uh, Mo from Patina because he said he had. Uh, it, uh, what did you say? James Brown is the guy from. Um, yeah, he, he sa- has ties to Wu-Tang Clan somehow. Oh. I just don't know how they are. Hey,
2: Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, all right?
1: Well, I remember when we talked to Mo. so we had Mo from Bettina Cigars on our last show from last Wednesday, and he said he got started with his first brand of cigars with James Brown from Black Label as well, so uh, I definitely think maybe that's yeah. something we should look into for sure, guys.
3: Is Mo married to, uh, to what's her name, Sin Cerns?
0: Oh, geez. oh Uh yeah. If he is, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> uh,
3: There's like I, a husband and wife that are like very similar to James Brown, and I mean they used to be big on the bourbon scene, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they He's moved
2: not a to Nicaragua to drink. do
0: the cigars. I mean, and then uh,
3: no,
2: it, it wouldn't be Mo. I mean, obviously, I know like Pete Johnson from Tatuaje is married to uh, you know
0: the Papine family. He's from married. My the, no, yeah. nothing big no, like
2: okay. that. Okay. Um, it would depend, like. I'm willing to bet once if we figure it out, I would know who you're talking about. But
3: she's got like tattoos
1: everywhere, like all over her uh, face and oh, dreadlocks. Yeah. All right, here's a question for you, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, while we get things moving along here. Well, I—I I mean, we've been going for a while, but I feel like we're coming to the end here. But uh, yeah. so <laughs> my man, <laughs> he's man. already talking about bedtime. Look at the sun's not the even sunset. Out there. Yes, yeah, you can see it's getting all dark <laughs> in here. All right, so I've been looking through your Instagram, you know, uh, you know, seeing what's new, what's coming up. Uh, I want to know what's down the pipeline, and I've seen you've had some like some fruity uncut that you've been working on. Is that something to look forward uh, in the next couple? Oh, of months sure, here? Th-
3: that's just uh, the batches. Um one uh what is it i can't remember i think 186 a through c
1: yeah i know i i remember watching your video and you you wanted something really fruity really funky 85
3: fucking degrees in there (laughs) i was like they had the bay door open all day and uh most of the ac pumps where the bottling line is so it cools down real fast back there but up front oh uh, there's like one register and uh
1: i was like i want something fruity and delicious <laughs> i'm very hot and sweaty right now well you know what i think i'm looking forward to something with the fruity taste that uh i trust your taste buds so looking forward to whatever think the you put biggest on thing
3: next. coming down the pipe is the store <laughs> rye barrel picks that we finally started doing it. okay okay cool
2: wow
3: all right. Unless they suck, then <laughs> hey,
2: listen. I, I'm already shocked that I you, you found a rye that I'm like, oh shit, this is awesome. So I think you like
3: the 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 barrels. I mean, the one unique thing about my barrel picks is that I will I I go through all of them and approve which ones get to do picks. Um, okay, because I don't, you know, you never, you can never trust somebody's palate. Somebody might if you just threw random barrels out there. There might be a dog shit barrel and somebody's like, this is really good.
1: (laughs) And now it's got your name on it. You know, we've experienced that and we're glad we didn't choose uh, that pick. So (laughs) um, if you got any coming to New York, I definitely look forward to getting my hands on whatever you got. Oh, for
3: sure. Uh, you know we're doing a lot, so I don't think I think the first thirty. I don't think any of those went to New York because we kind of had to get get them to states who can generate item numbers pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, but yeah
2: wrong think, state uh, for new, new York. We ain't getting shit. Yeah.
3: out.
1: <laughs> but it's it'll it'll be in the next month or two for sure. All right, All right, looking forward to that. So guys in New York, if you're looking for anything new from Smokewagon, uh, be on the lookout.
3: And Blender Select hasn't even gotten there yet. And that was it, your favorite. Yeah. yeah oh
1: yeah.
2: Uh, um, Listen, I will actually be... You might be the first rye I buy. <laughs> I, one I mean, little thing I want
0: to
3: touch on. Uh, uh, G, he's, it's made him bust out some rhymes. Yeah,
1: He's going to buy some rye.
2: Yeah, you know, hey.
1: Yeah, look at this fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm feeling good right now. Okay? If Dr.
1: Seuss can do it, Geo can do it.
2: <laughs> A wise man once said, sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> it'd sometimes be like that.
0: But. Yeah, I can't even remember the last thing I was gonna say. <laughs>
1: uh, fuck it. <laughs> uh, fuck it. Yeah, you know, we're talking about Doctor Seuss and shit now. But uh, well, listen, you know what? Maybe if we're all in Vegas next year for PCA, I think we should come down and visit you. You know, just yeah. Make sure. Well, let
3: me tell you, next year is gonna be awesome because I'll have a bitching fucking office and I'll have a tasting room and all this cool shit. Well, so there's no
0: if too. we're going to be there in March for the PCA. They actually moved it up this year. We live in Buffalo, New York. It is atrocious in fucking February, March. March. Right. So right. I'm just going to throw it out there. I can't wait to get to Vegas. I would. Right. I wouldn't mind fucking you know visiting the distillery in person. I don't know if there's anything yeah. you'd allow us to in do in March.
3: Yeah, in March, if Hang we out, should be up and running, and everything. That's yeah, a
0: new space. Love to come, but down. it's
3: funny. uh I, Somebody who I know on Instagram, she was messaging me. She was like, "She was like, hey, can I ask you a question?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." She's like, hey, "Don't get offended." I was like, "Okay." Oh boy. Yeah. She was like, "Everybody's saying you're an asshole." What? Like, what? 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 Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah." They're like, "Don't even bother trying to see Aaron if he's if you're in town." I was like, "Okay." well let, let's let's explain this because <laughs> i used to go through this shit in the bar business you know people would be like i'm in town let's hang out i'm like i'm not going out tonight you know i'm not on vacation this is where i live And i was like <laughs> now it's even worse because i wake up at five thirty every day i don't really go out at night anymore and i'm fucking busy all the time and these people are like hey i'm in town let's go get a drink i'm like i'm not going out tonight i gotta like I got shit to do tomorrow. It's I got to like do a
0: podcast up. with Down to Herf Podcast. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, you show up, you're like, hey, guys, let's go fucking party. And you're like, Oh, uh, our shift is at six in the morning. We can't just party, you know. And so it's like people forget that, like, you, you live here. And so or they want to come to the distillery and I can't really show anybody around or things like that. And so
0: basically what he's saying is if we come in March, don't don't uh no don't plan uh same and be here the Book opposite
4: <laughs> that finally i'm fucking with you man I can, i'm fucking with I you i can
3: move past my asshole reputation <laughs> and actually meet
0: with people <laughs> so we're going to hold you to that then yeah we're going to hold you, you to that all right but that being said man i i appreciate you coming on the show thanks for of hanging course. out with us for jesus christ an Two hour hours hours yeah fuck man i i i feel bad we held you up for dinner. I, dinner i don't know if you got to you know have all oh, right no, oh good ah, good man good yeah he full, got
2: his steak he's like bu- fuck y'all i'm eating first full I belly no
0: steak tonight full belly <laughs> But uh, I don't know if you do a lot of cigar podcasts or anything, but you know uh, the cigar industry appreciates the whiskey industry. Just oh yeah, I mean it's it's the same thing, man. We appreciate what you guys do. We appreciate the products you guys put out. Uh, I mean, it's what we fucking pair our shit with, man. I mean that, that's oh, yeah. what yeah. that's what we do. That's what we do. Before that, you know that's it, he's another make reason
3: the- why I want to get a space where I can smoke cigars because um, I don't do any. Uncut tastings in the summertime because I don't want to sit outside and drink it. I tried last year doing it in the morning, and it it was fun. It, I felt good. You know, it's a nice way to start the day. Day drinking.
0: This would be but a great. This would be a great time to shout out fucking Rabbit Air. Yeah. Right. I mean, they fucking hooked us up with all of our air filtration and everything, and you know that shit's oh, cool. important, dude. So if you got, oh, yeah. If you got in, uh, you know, a cool space that you want to smoke cigars in, definitely look into Rabbit Air, man. They're fucking awesome. Rabbit, 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 Rabbit.
2: like a bunny rabbit.
0: Hop, okay, yeah. Rabbit Air, man. They're fucking awesome, dude. And they'll they'll take care even of a little office like you have there. Yeah. Really. Then,
2: then before you know it, you're gonna have the smoke wagon cigar here. I feel mm-hmm. like it's appropriate. The name sells itself. Let's man. figure it It'd out. Awesome. Maybe we'll combine it uh, it. There
3: has been discussion. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I told him, I said, it's got to be real. I'm not just doing a gimmicky fucking cash in on the name thing. Like we have to come up with a real blend that I actually prefer. And I've already been getting samples and making, making adjustments. I fucking hey, love it. I got, there I are love actually
2: shit. a lot of brands that just are like leasing their name out to fucking sell shit.
3: You actually give a yeah. shit about it, but you're a cigar smoker. I've sco- tried sco- them.
1: I'm like, what is this? Like a fucking macanudo?
3: <laughs> like, what
1: the fuck hey, is that? <laughs> Aaron's the real deal. You can't put shit. You can't just slide shit past them. You got to give them the real, the real deal. But I, yeah, that being said, yeah. on the show, man, uh, look how
3: dark it is. Yeah. Is, there any, is there any is there anything you, you want to so like shout out?
0: shout out on the social uh, media, man. What's it? Shout out all the social media. Everything you want plugged.
3: Everything that I want plugged. Oh, yeah. my social media.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. What do you What Listen, do you want? This us has to been feature? a commercial for you, brother. This a commercial for oh. you, bro.
3: You could follow Smoke Wagon Whiskey. That's at Smoke Wagon Whiskey on Instagram. Or for some behind the scenes, fun filled <laughs> adventures, check out SmokeWagon underscore Aaron on Instagram as well.
0: <laughs> If you want to watch a guy riding motorcycles, shooting guns, drinking whiskey, and smoking cigars, I wish
3: I was doing it all at
2: the check same time. Check that That'd fucking cool. shit out, bro. You should do it. This all guy's all the same awesome. Time. A man's like the Dan Bilzerian of whiskey.
3: <laughs> I think I'd be more comfortable drinking whiskey and riding motorcycles than drinking whiskey and shooting guns.
0: That would. Yeah. I mean, I'd before we go, with... I have a question: Are you married, dude? No, no. So, dude, you, you are like the life? Dan Belzerian of fucking, <laughs> of fucking the whiskey industry, dude. Hey, listen,
2: I feel like you'll appreciate it. All of us, a firearm within reach.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, there's not, oh, yeah. there's not, uh, there's no firearm that isn't within three feet of all of us.
3: So. Well, i i always I always wanted to find a sheriff that would make me a deputy the way, uh,
0: <laughs> like, like, like Shack.
3: Did it. So, well, you know, Ted Nugent. <laughs> yeah, Miami. in every state. Oh, that's awesome. That's funny. Yeah.
2: I'm a Glock um, guy, though.
3: I have nothing against Glocks, but my wrists are very immobile. Oh. And so when I present with a Glock, I'm like pointed at the sky. Uh, you lift weights
0: every day, dude. Uh, you look
3: like you're in shape. Yeah. You hit the gym early. I love it. Yeah. I wasn't able to do it for a while. I had a couple things. things. Um, one is I had uh, a couple injuries my i pulled my piriformis which i don't know if you've ever done that yeah that and i hope you sucks. never do but no, it's fucking an... horrible and it took forever to heal i don't even know what the fuck and then that I had is all these crazy like... allergies heal. and oh yeah uh one was eggs and i was eating eggs all the time mm. so oh, i was no. like at the end of the day i was always like i never had any fucking energy and uh now that i have all my all that shit deal dealt with it's crazy what a different like and it used to make my sinuses swell up and i get these sinus headaches and the so a sinus pain all day yeah fuck dude, dude
0: everything like my that's face like the worst bodybuilder allergy neck, of all time
3: <laughs> yeah like i had a i had a 19 inch neck and now it's down to like uh 17 and a half
2: oh, man I can fit college shirts my again. stomach
3: was all huge <laughs> i don't like, oh, understand i eat so well and it was all just inflammation but um, health is weird, man. Yeah, I get it. And I love it, man. It's good. I'm feeling good. But I'm like the perfect. Be- I could have been before and after because my- I've been working since I was like 14. So when I go through any period of time where I don't and I get small and fat, like as soon as I start working out, it's just like boom, muscle sparty. memory. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have like where it's like nothing happens. Uh-huh. And then overnight, I wake up. I'm like, hey, I'm back. But. All right, yeah, brother. you know, getting married, man. I was in the bar business. There was no
0: getting me to... St- oh. oh, I think <laughs> those oh, no. days. Oh, we lost you. Yeah, we're losing you, brother. Oh, are you?
2: Uh, we lost video. Not a big deal, Yeah, we deal, lost brother.
0: video. But Oh, weird. But, Maybe yeah, man, so thanks dark, for coming man. on with us. <laughs> yeah, the right. Sunset, it was like, the sunset on about. Las Vegas, bro. <laughs> but that being said, sweet. man... It was fucking awesome having you on man uh oh, obviously thank you. smoke wagon had a great time. Is fucking killing it, and uh dude, when we're in vegas in March man, we'll I, reach don't know, out. I don't know if I have the privilege, like the privilege yet to just keep messaging you privately, but <laughs> I feel like oh sure <laughs> you know i I don't wanna we're, fucking I don't wanna be weird or anything, all right, we have consent no,
3: we're we're uh, you know. We're for, we're huge uh, supporters of uh, first responders and law enforcement. Cool, related. man.
0: We appreciate My God, that. Appreciate you. I we appreciate I that. I
3: didn't have an isolate. I don't live an isolated life. I've had. To, I've seen a bunch of shit.
0: Yeah, I know I what that. the
3: real world's like. Appreciate you.
0: But that being said, man, thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks oh, for hey, spending two hours with us and. Yeah, man, uh, we let look me forward know, to you know, talking in, in the August, future. Maybe in August
3: when I can sit outside. or Actually, I'll be in the new place in August. We could always do the uh, my new place, not the new distillery, but we could always do the uncut and filtered one if you want.
1: Hell uh, yeah.
2: Sounds like Hell Aaron yeah. wants to be on the after her. We'll do an after <laughs>
0: after. He wants us to host the after-herf in Las Vegas. <laughs> hey, How fucked is that'd that? That'd be pretty cool. We could talk about UFOs, even, hey, aliens. Even if,
3: we're, uh, not, even if I don't have my office set up in the new facility, yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely have my space and that's it's it's close to the strip.
2: <laughs> we'll have fun, brother.
1: Future is bright. Cheers, buddy. We appreciate you. Thank Forever you, Aaron, so much. Died. No, and I was
3: back now. Now, we're we're
2: back in. Oh, we're so, back? Yeah, so you got you got the goodbye.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Oh, man. Man. Cheers, buddy. Have a good night, guys. Cheers. Cheers Say, thank you Cheers. so much, Aaron. You bet. Bye. Bye. What a legend. Wow. What an interview.
2: That was actually a great time. Guys,
1: that guy's awesome guys. This is probably one of my favorite Mm -hmm. interviews of all time. So, uh, be ready for this one.
2: All right. Well, now we got to fucking do our cigar reviews. Oh, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we should probably do our cigar oh, review. I'm done with that. I'm it. fucking crocked. You're crocked? Yeah. Yo, I'm definitely
1: feeling it. I was taking extra pours over here like a fucking degenerate. Yeah, Jerry was definitely pouring up. He was like, he's like, if you want another? I was like, bro. Dude, all the
0: bottles there. are at my table. I know, but I'm
1: enjoying, bro, I'm damn enjoying damn. what I got. <laughs>
2: Well, uh, what is it? The, what was the small
1: batch? The small batch is this one that I got. This no, no, our no. Second
2: the one A, whatever. Oh, that, that
1: was that was bottle. That was drink number three. The uh, rye blender select.
2: That
0: shit was incredible.
2: Fire
1: the third. Yes. the third. The fire. The try. Yeah, the the white the, label try
0: whiskey. This bad boy right here. Hold on. First of all, one A. I I know you guys
1: probably can't read it, but let's fucking go. Hey, just so you guys know, Aaron said it. It's kind of true. If you get an a early batch number, it is... He didn't say it might be better. It is more rarer. It is more sought after. So if you got any of those low batch numbers on whatever you have in your collector, maybe keep those. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be Smoke Wagon, but maybe keep those. Uh, Guys, I'm all done with my cigar review. So if you want me to just take things off, I'm ready to well, go.
2: Just review slow. Take off right, here, right, I'll go
1: slow. All right, so this is the Surrogates Big Ten unreleased, coming out in the fall. So, um, Or in August. Yeah, uh, in two weeks. Appearance, I gave this an 8. It's got the typical uh, Big Ten band that we've seen before, so I'm giving it an 8. Uh, the size played a factor in it, so I'll give it an 8. Uh, burn, I gave it an 8.5. had to touch it up twice. Uh, light ashes that fell on me. But um, construction, here's where I'm giving it a 9.5. Uh, beautifully constructed. Great stack of times. Uh, goes without being said. Uh, draw. I did a feed cut. I should have went straight, so I'm giving it an eight and a half. Um, enjoyment, you know what? We uh, smoked this cigar on the Down to Earth podcast with Aaron from Smoke Wagon. I'm giving it a nine. So my overall score right there is a 43 and a half, which brings it to an 87. Uh, additional notes on this, uh, the cold draw, uh, woodsy with some chocolatey hints and a little bit of pepper uh, as, the, as the cigar kept burning. So uh, up next, whoever wants to go, take it away. I'll take it from here, buddy. Uh
0: this cigar, the big ten. Really, really good cigar, man. Really liked it a lot. The appearance I gave it a eight. Uh they didn't change a band or anything. Uh they just really re released it in a new Vitola. They changed a couple things up that uh Dan wanted changed. Uh the burn I gave it a nine. Uh no issues at all, man. That was a long interview. A lot of fun. Uh obviously a lot of drinking. So hey, Uh, it burned well obviously that plays into construction 9.5 i mean if it could sit through me yapping away with caleb and Gio while we had that awesome interview (laughs) uh that says a lot about the cigar uh bringing me to the draw the nine really really awesome draw no issues at all a straight cut mine like i usually do i don't really tend to get away from the traditional stuff these days uh bring my enjoyment to a nine, bring me to a forty-nine point five, bring me to eighty-nine. Wait, did you say forty nine point five? Sorry. Forty-four point <laughs> five. Jesus Christ, man. We had a lot of whiskey, man. Get off get off. Get <laughs> off of me, bro. 44.5, bring me to an
1: 89. Jesus Christ. I was gonna say if you had a forty nine point five. It'd be a near perfect score. Yeah, I know. All right. I was just clarifying. Like if we had something like that, my heavens, go out and buy the shit out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Still, when it's when this comes out next month, go buy this cigar. It's fucking awesome. uh, This is a great cigar, especially if you're a Tatuaje surrogates fan. Definitely buy it. Go, go get you on it.
2: All right, boys. Parents, give it an eight. Uh. The Big Ten's got, you know, the tribute to their 10-year anniversary, you know, the traditional surrogates, you know, black and white logo, the normal cedar box. Burn, 8.5. I had zero issues with this fucker. Construction, 9. I don't have a fucking single ash on me, which is somehow a fucking miracle the way I drank tonight. Uh, Draw. Like a fish. (laughs) Oh, dude, I'm crocked (laughs) we had a great time though oh this is a great interview (laughs) enjoyable as fuck my fucking phone is already literally typing this out because somehow the mic thing got hit (laughs) but anyways back to it here so construction uh we i said that was a nine already draw i straight cut it beautiful right amount of smoke burned perfectly contributed to that straight cut or punch probably seems ideal for this robusto size for this particular uh vitola enjoyment. I gave it a 9. This was one of probably my favorite episodes we've done on the show. I've had a great time. This was worth the month and a half wait it took to figure this shit out. Uh that brought my overall score to a 43.5, giving me an 87. Mm-hmm. And
0: that brings I w- us to an 88 overall.
2: Now, I will say this, uh, the original Big Ten Britannica size that I wasn't a fan of probably would have got like a fucking eighty from me. Like I really just was not crazy about that.
1: I was I right or no, Caleb? Um, if you round up, you were right. The overall score is in eighty-seven point six 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 seven. It's over. Point you want to round, round up eighty-eight? 88. Yeah. yeah, eighty-eight or is 80. it eighty-seven? Eighty-eight. If you round up, okay. well, it's
2: point six, so you go around. Up. Yeah, you round yeah, up yeah, 88. 88, eighty-eight. Eighty-eight overall.
1: So we're giving it the eighty-eight. Yeah, hell yeah.
2: Uh guys, for what equates to a ten dollar stick, very, very worth the buy. Uh this thing comes out within mid August. Uh talking to Dan and like seeing what he envisioned for this and what it meant to him nailed it. This is a really good scar.
0: This is a longer episode than usual. Uh really special guest tonight. Uh if you don't know him. I mean, go check him out, man. Aaron Chepanick, Smoke Wagon. Guy is everything every guy wishes they did. (laughs) Gun shooter, motorcycle rider, classic classic car car. fucking driver, cigar smoker, whiskey drinker. He's literally everything every man wishes they had in life. So make sure you guys check this out. And Caleb, do you have
1: any closing notes to this episode? You know what, guys? When this hits on Wednesday, well, you guys are going to be listening to it. uh, Big time treat. You got a real modern-day cowboy, real special episode. Gio wasn't lying. One of our favorite interviews, one of our best guests. Uh, Make sure you guys are just checking all our social medias out. You got the Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, Jesus Christ. What else do we got? That, I think that's about it. Uh, YouTube, subscribe. <laughs> I'm tanked, dude. We were drinking a lot today. A oh, lot of whiskey you know, tonight. I'm,
2: I'm feeling good. I'm going to fucking hate myself tomorrow. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Who
1: cares, man? So guys, know, we lived tonight. We lived. <laughs> we did live tonight. So guys, make sure you check out all the social medias as always. Keep up the likes, keep up the comments, uh, keep up the followers, uh, make sure you're subscribing, tell your friends to subscribe. And if you aren't watching this on the video version on YouTube, if, at least if you're doing the audio, make sure you're following on a cigar hustlers podcast network, the number one cigar podcast on Podbean. Make sure you're checking them out as well. Uh, good things coming. Great sponsor. And as always, that's all I got to say, so let's just end this shit, boys. Hold on.
2: Well, they're not a sponsor. They're, they're not network. a sponsor. They're our But network. follow those motherfuckers.
0: But follow them motherfuckers yeah, follow right them now. Follow them uh, Yeah. right now. I've been drinking yeah. too much. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We see. Mike's going to fuck
2: see.
0: you up.
1: <laughs> Mike's going to beat you up, bro. Yeah. yeah, but I got my Pistania P shirt now, so I'm part of the gang. Yeah, but you don't got the golden pee. Grower gang. That's true. If you don't
0: have a golden pee, you ain't shit. But that being said, guys, make sure you're checking us out. make sure you're checking us out on cigar hustler podcast network uh they're fucking awesome make sure you're checking out their show as well and we'll see you guys next wednesday adios a-d-o-s The Down to Herf podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.